0: Hello, this is Max Gridenchik, that's Rom from Deep Space Nine, and you are listening to TrekMate. Oh, Rom. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the TrekMate podcast, its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek, to boldly go... Where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack, all-hands battle station. Don't worry, we will get to the bottom of this. All As is a tall ship and a star. It's by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorised to enter the mutual zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's Log,
1: Stardate 3541.9 Program complete. Enter when ready.
2: Hello and welcome to TrekMate. My name's Wayne Emery. And I'm Jude Hawkins. Welcome to
3: 2017. It's bizarre, isn't it? That's it. We are... Two years past the future. I know. Now. I know. 2015 was always futuristic enough for me, but 2017, I'm just confused now. I know. Now the future Biff's about is to past. be the bloody president. Yeah. He oh, really, really is. He really is. There's all sorts of memes and stuff out there with that on there, and it's it's not too far from the truth. No, no, it really isn't. It no. really isn't.
2: That's the thing that it. There's so much that's gone on in 2016 uh, that has made the world a different place. <laughs> so, yeah, set yeah. up. <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, no, well, obviously uh, this is going out um, the first Sunday, well, no, second Sunday, because the first was the first Sunday, so Sunday the 8th uh, of January. Uh, I do apologise, we was intending to put out uh, two pods over the Christmas period, um, but to be honest you end up just getting busy with family yeah and all
3: of that i'm sure uh, i'm sure most people out there understand that
2: yeah exactly so we decided to take the whole fortnight off uh, over the christmas period which i think is totally understandable but also uh it just means that oh, we haven't been able like haven't been having to try and rush things because now we've the the pod that we was going to put out is going to go out next week, which is the video uh, podcast uh, of us getting uh, straight into uh, the VHS Star Trek board game. Of... Yeah, we're
3: always current.
2: Yeah, exactly. We're always <laughs> current. We're only like twenty years, well, twenty-five years,
3: probably behind the yeah. mark on that one. So, yeah, no. we be fair, though, it was, it was my first time at that. I'd never played that before, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I look forward to seeing the video and and, and hearing what the pod actually sounds like the the, the audio version of that. Well, that's it the thing. Makes any sense the it, the
2: interactive board game is great fun, and to be honest, mm. I'm not sure if it's going to work well as a podcast. It will work well on the YouTube video where people can see us playing along. Yeah, uh, but on an actual audio podcast, I don't know whether it will. But to be honest, we had so much fun doing it. But I don't think we care. Yeah.
3: No, exactly. I did. I, I really did enjoy that, and I'm not gonna put any spoilers out there. But it was uh, it was tense to the very last moment. Wasn't it? Oh,
2: dude, it was so so tense. Yeah. No, we yeah. won't we won't spoil it for people, but.
3: Oh. Oh, so, so. That's I, it. D- it I didn't think tent. I was going to get that hyped up over a twenty-five-year-old board
2: game. Yeah, but dude, it's the way at the beginning. It's like, oh, we've got loads of time. We're doing this. We're going through, and then towards the end, we're like, no, no,
1: quick, quick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it yeah. really was. Oh, yeah, so a lot of fun. So maybe, uh, maybe it might be a good opportunity. Uh, ...to take a quick look back at things that have happened in 2016. Um, because what we're going to do is... ...we're going to have our usual catch-up in this episode of the YouTube reviews... ...which some of you may not have heard. So the uh, second half of this podcast will be four of our episode reviews... Uh, that, uh, ...that we've done uh, over a month ago. Remember, if you want to keep right up to date on the episode reviews... Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel and they'll come up in your feed every week. Um, But if you're not as fussed about the YouTubes and whatnot, we'll always put them on here uh, once a month or so so that people can... Yeah, just a
3: little bit later.
2: Yeah, exactly. So you still get the goodness, but it just comes out a little bit later. And it's normally all in one big whack. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to do that. You're going to have the four episode reviews uh, coming up later in the pod. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, let's have a uh, look back at 2016. Um, there's been plenty going on. Um, oh, all sorts. Uh, all sorts. Uh, first of all, we had uh, Star Trek Beyond come out. Yes, we did.
3: Yeah. Um, I look. What? What? Were... You sent me a message saying I've got mm-hmm. a digital download coming your way or something. Was that? Was that that or? Um you sent me a text saying I've got you a present and I was like, "Oh, what's that? Is that going to be Beyond?" Yes it
2: was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was Beyond.
3: Okay, cool. Yeah.
2: No, it was Beyond. It was um a digital uh version of uh, Star Trek Beyond for uh, for your viewing pleasure.
3: Okay, I look forward to that. Yeah. That was some time ago though, dude. No, no, um, I don't. I don't mean that time when we were surfing. Like you sent me one, like just two weeks before Christmas Day, saying, "Oh, I've got a present for you." It's it's a it's digital, and I, I was just like, "Oh, cool." And then, um... no, no,
2: dude, that's not what that was. I had to think there for a minute. That's what, what matey boys doing for us. That's what... Uh, you know, I just said that I got that artist who done work for Vaughan. Uh, for Vance, oh. rather. Right. Yes. No, I'm sure I told you about it. No, basically, uh, for, uh, for our pages and whatnot, I've uh, got in touch with somebody who does really good, almost uh, like comic book slash TAS slash... Like that sort of... Uh, uh, like drawing uh, mm-hmm. and does loads of drawing of uh, people in star trek uniforms on planets or in different situations cool and uh he's gonna do a couple uh of myself and you which i thought would be good to uh whack on uh like thumbnails of pictures and everything that well, we're definitely. doing
3: but we've so. not we've not seen that back yet
2: no well that's the thing i told him not to rush it was a christmas no. period coming up and everything yeah so, yeah, no, I'm sure that'll come through soon. So, no, that's what that was.
3: Oh, okay, I'm looking through our, my text wall. It, it goes on for years. I haven't that's... deleted that in a long time.
2: Oh, dear. Yeah, no, What well, that? good luck trying to make sense out of most of it. When yeah. I look back at old texts, sometimes you have to think, what was that about? Yeah. And then half of it is about some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: still... um. I liked our little uh, text session the other night when I was saying, um, oh, you're watching World of Sports Special. And you're just like, no, why? And I was just like, oh, I just I just thought you would be. I just presumed you would be. And then you're just like, oh, so you see two big, fat, sweaty men and you automatically think of us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing.
0: I didn't
2: really, I've... I haven't finished watching the World of Sports special, but uh, I love yeah. the fact that, that it's all right. It's fun. The, the first thing that the first match that they've got on is trying to keep it like towards like the eighties roots. Yeah, of having two fat Let, fellas. Let's get the two come. fattest
3: guys in the building in the ring.
2: I'd be up for that. I'd yeah, be up for that. but uh, and to be honest, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I'll give you
3: a full review when I've uh, watched the whole event. oh it's okay it's okay you know if you like the original you'd you'd like that you know which is obviously what they were trying to do
2: exactly Um, well to be honest i um wasn't a fan of the original
3: we were too young we were too young to be fair i mean all i really knew of it was um people talking about it and then later on dvds where i just watch the dvds and just go most of this is just silly yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, what What made me laugh though is growing up
2: when I would speak to people, they go, "Oh, that wrestling you like? That's not real. Not like World of Sport. Not like Big Daddy." And I was like, yeah. "Okay, okay, really." And then the thing is, when I then later watched it later down
3: the line, I was, I thought,
2: "You thought this was real? You fucking muppet."
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I mean, like ours, like <laughs> WWF, when we were kids, like, yes, it did have its silly moments and its its fake-looking moments, but compared to World of Sport, come on. I know, compared to World of
2: Sport, they kill each other in the WWE.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear.
2: But still, anyway,
3: no wrestling talk today. That's another tangent for another time. Exactly. And we'll, and we'll exactly. have two viewers. We'll just have Bez and JD listening to us, and, and us. Yeah. Four yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. and Mark
3: Stamper going what the fuck are they talking about
0: yeah oh, this <laughs> is Star Trek
3: yeah Big Show it's wasn't a Enterprise fake. The Rock was in Voyager yeah that is that is very true it's very very loosely connected yeah
2: exactly and as such it's good enough for us
3: he, he did, The Rock did uh, do a rock bottom on Seven of Nine, didn't he? I didn't just imagine that.
2: No, he did. Yeah, did. Does that he did. mean
3: that Big Show did a choke slam on Archer as well? Because I, I can't remember exactly what happened. I honestly can't remember. I'm going to have to check that out. I honestly can't remember. You've got, you've got to imagine Big Show thinking, like, look, if Rock gets to do that on Seven, surely I've got to be able to do a chokeslam
1: mm-hmm.
2: on Archer. Uh, is it? That for some reason that's just brought into my mind a picture that I saw um, this week. I've never seen it anywhere uh, else. It, obviously, it's probably been floating about, but it's just missed me. Uh, but on uh, Facebook, I saw a picture of uh, Archer. Well, um, Scott Bakula. Yeah. or sorry, Scott Bakula. Um,
3: I never know how to pronounce that. It's uh,
2: he pronounces it Bakula. Yeah, okay. no. no, I I always growing up watching Quantum Leap just assumed it was back killer.
3: Yeah, same here. That's how I always pronounce it. I, I, I'm writing it down right now. I'm writing it with a different spelling. It's like I'm putting back cool in the middle. Back ul a But cool. yeah, he's cool man.
2: Back yeah, yeah, but um, Scott with his um archer gear on, mm. talking to um. Patrick Stewart and Brent Spiner, whilst they must have been f- filming Nemesis. Oh, yeah, yeah, it
3: had to be. Yeah. yeah, and What else could it be, really?
2: And it just really blew my mind. Like, see, because uh, they, it, it, Patrick and Brent were still in, like, their, not the full uniform, but the gear that they wear underneath the grey suits. Yeah. So it it just absolutely blew my mind. And that was oh, I just found that really cool. Oh, Sorry, I'm just have a, to search for that. Yeah, that, that sounds cool. Just a random ra- random thought that come into my head there. Um, no, no, it was a lot more relevant than what I was going. <laughs> about. Oh, but still, um, obviously, this year uh, we saw the release of Beyond, which, yeah. in my opinion, was
3: an absolute success. Do you know what we talked about it a little bit on the on the pod um, mm-hmm. when it came out at the cinema? But I'd be interested to to go back and have a look at the DVD mm-hmm. slash Blu Ray and maybe watch the extras as well and review it as a whole, maybe at some point. Yeah, I, I'm I know up we're to that. probably a bit late, but you know. Well, still like yeah, to do no, that. why
2: not? No, definitely. But the thing is, at the same time, um, w- when you've got every single podcast jumping on it. Instantly, it's almost like a bandwagon, mm-hmm. and um, I, do, I think sometimes uh, leaving it a little bit for a full on reflection because we did discuss it at length. Well, um, here's
3: my thoughts like, I got very excited about it at the time. I, I've mm-hmm. seen it once in the cinema, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But something else I saw at the cinema a year ago, which I really enjoyed, is um, episode seven of Star Wars, yes. And I just only watched it yesterday, for the second time, like over a year later. And I watched Mm -hmm. it, and I enjoyed it. But I just thought that's not as good as I remember. Did you enjoy it more
2: in the cinema, being excited about it and yes, really getting into the moment?
3: Yes. So for that reason, I want to do the same thing for uh, Beyond because, uh, like I'd said on the pod, we'd we'd both said, in fact. at the time of watching, it was our favourite new JJ Trek. Yeah.
2: Oh, definitely. And, and I, just I would want to still hope that that's that. still
3: the case. I, I, I think it will be. I think it will be. It's still sort of fresh in my mind, but I'd like to watch the extras as well. I'm someone who likes to watch every single extra available when they come out on Blu ray and DVD.
2: Yeah. No, I think so. Uh, definitely. Yeah, no, we can do that. Cool. We can do that. And um, so. Yeah and uh, to be honest I uh, it was uh, beyond was a lot uh, To be honest, a
3: lot better than what I was expecting but um uh, to be honest with Simon At Pegg time, on the team I, I still stand by everything we said yeah it's um, it's the most fan it's most catered to the fans of, of the free big be- oh, be- largely because of Simon I think
2: yeah I think so I think so absolutely so um so, yeah, moving forward with them back on the case, uh, I'm equally as excited now uh, about the the upcoming one, but also we had uh, Discovery announced.
3: Yeah, very exciting. We've had a lot of uh, jump-out-your-seat moments this year, haven't we? Oh, well, not this year, last year, I should say. Yeah. No, no, definitely. That's the There's thing. a whole now, bunch of them, but I think the one we got most excited about was the uh, final announcement of... Uh, the main mm-hmm. character, which we were very uh, pumped about, uh, a Walking Dead actor. Is it Saniqua oh, is, is or Sonique Or is it either? I think it's Saniqua. I think, I'm sure I've read Soneek somewhere, but, but maybe I think it's just Sonique is probably Once for, again, for we don't Sonequa. know how
2: to pronounce ways, uh, names. Oh, <laughs> that's nothing new. It's nothing new. So yeah, yeah. no, Soneek. If she wants to correct us, she's
3: welcome to come on the show. And do it yeah. Personally. Oh, yeah. No, definitely.
2: <laughs> definitely. But um, yeah, so I'm uh, absolutely pumped about that because she's yeah. fantastic in Walking Dead.
3: Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, I'm really, um... really, really looking forward to that now. Well, I was already, but even oh, more yeah. so, I'd say, with that announcement. And uh, we got plenty of others as well, didn't we? Three Klingons. Um, yeah. Was it Michelle Yeoh also... as one of the supporting characters as a captain of another ship? Yep. What's that?
1: More yeah, that? no, we've got. I feel like they're. No, and that also,
2: happened. no, there's also two more Starfleet officers that have been announced as well. Yes. So altogether, we've got seven uh, actors in the lineup now. Yeah, so it's not
3: bad, is it?
2: No, not at all. It's uh, shaping up nicely. I'm sure as uh, the weeks go on, now that we're out of the Christmas period, that's only going to increase more and more. As yeah, well. I've got
3: to believe that. Yeah. We we got the one announcement what we were a little disappointed in, uh, but we both sort of had to understand, which is Brian Fuller decided to leave. Yeah. Due to um, exactly other commitments, which, you know, I get that, you know.
2: And also, um, obviously 2016. We won't go into the political side of things because we no. don't want to alienate people. Um, but
3: we could go on for ages, and we're just we going to could... depress each other and hundreds of other people.
2: Yeah, exactly. So we won't bother going into that, though it's shit. But also, 2016 saw a lot of a lot of deaths
3: oh, as well, including see a lot of deaths it, it, right until the very last bloody moment as well
2: yeah that's the thing uh, obviously uh, we had Anton Yelchin who was our current Chekhov in a yeah. freak accident uh, kill himself right up until uh, just uh, before New Year with Kerry Fisher and her mum passing away that
3: days, one day apart that one absolutely sucked I, I think loads of people when they first heard the news because it was first announced that she'd had a heart attack mhm are on a flight from the u k to the u s and like people were just mm-hmm. like, "Don't you bloody do it two thousand and sixteen and everyone sort of had that feeling that it's gonna fucking mm-hmm. do it isn't it And yeah. it did it did it grabbed her
2: it grabbed her, and it's been uh, yeah no it's it's been a really hard year personally, that's the thing it's i I had my dad die back in May, so that was yeah. uh really shit. And uh, funnily enough, you t- uh, discussing uh, episode 7, uh, Me and My Dad had tr- tr- ever since they re-released the um, original uh, trilogy back in the early 90s, or was it mid-90s, just before uh, they done done um, episode 1. Mm. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's the very late 90s, yeah. Yeah, we had made it a tradition to actually go and see... All of the Star Wars films uh, together, and I'm cool. really glad that I did get to take him to see Episode Seven as well. And it was his first oh, wow. trip to an i it was his first trip to an IMAX cinema as well. So it was an amazing experience because he wasn't in great health then. No, but it was. Uh, I'm glad that we got to do that, and oh, that's um,
3: awesome! I'm, I'm happy for you, man, that you did that.
2: Yeah, no, definitely, and um. Yeah, no, so it has been a hard year personally and it's a question of... Th- th- I think that's one of the things that also stemmed me to kick TrekMate back into gear as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because with that sort of stuff going on, with the, pol- because I was getting more and more involved politically and environmentally and to have everything that you care about shove down your throat so many times uh when you're trying to push things uh like for for people and um i decided no i need to come back to where i can be happy and live in our fantasy world and forget this shit that we live in
3: it, it is a fantasy world but it's it's a, it's a hopeful little world that uh, Gene yeah. Roddenberry and friends created for us, where it's like this is what it mm-hmm. could be, isn't it? It it's yeah. it's hoping for a better future, which Star Trek fans never stop doing, and neither should we. No. no, exactly, exactly. Though, um, so we still we still got the it. Bell riots to come, haven't we? So. Well, the thing is, with uh,
2: I do believe in the Star Trek future, and uh, World War Three should be kicking
3: off in the next twenty odd years. Do you know what? It would not surprise me. To, it would not surprise me if World War Three was in the next bloody three years. Honestly, four years. Yeah,
2: would be more accurate. So, yeah. Well, as we said, we're going to stick away. Yeah, from, sorry, sorry. We're going to stick away from that. But yeah, so it's two thousand sixteen. For Star Trek, it's been really good in the sense of where we've got uh, a movie that's rejuvenated our hope in the JJ verse, um, and also we've got
3: Discovery on the horizon. So, and also you've had Trekmate back. So, (laughs) yeah, I was just going to say that you know, like it has been a good year for Star Trek, but it's been a it's been a bloody good year for Uh, Trekmate.
2: we got to meet each other finally at Destination Star Trek.
3: We did. We did get to meet each other finally, and, and that was very cool. But even just speaking on here, like, you, you, you're my... Well, I feel so cheesy saying it, but you're my closest friend these days. You're the person I speak to most outside of dude. my own family, you know?
2: Yeah, no, and you are mine as well, dude, because honestly, um, I speak to you more than most people in my life yeah. <laughs> other than apart from so, family yeah yeah so no i 100 uh understand that dude and yeah no you're definitely one of my best friends <laughs> uh, I, uh, it's, it's amazing to say that because we just talk on tinternet i know about I know. shit and no, but it, 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 it just... sounds
3: crazy in a way to say, but we've only actually met in person
1: once.
2: Yeah, it does. It does, and I think it's 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 amazing the dynamics that you build up. But I I don't it think it's any less real. No, it's... at all, because it, you definitely do have that
3: interaction.
2: Yeah, all and, the time, uh,
3: uh, and uh, I think. You know, arguably, by the end of two thousand sixteen, like we we've done. You know, I'm not tooting my own horn, not at all, mm-hmm. definitely not. But TrekMate has come on leaps and bounds, at least on YouTube. Uh, even yep. even if everything has sort of remained similar on on the podcast front, on the YouTube mm-hmm. front, I mean, it's it's getting cooler and cooler. Yeah, no, definitely, because that's the thing. We've
2: um, really it. That's what me and you have uh kind of had in the forefront of our mind is Mm. um the podcast we absolutely love the podcast and the podcast will always get our attention Mm -hmm. and the show will always come out we will always put everything that we can into it but we want to build the youtube channel and 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 and,
3: well without uh trying to quote Matt Hardy too much, which we're, we're trying to build the brand as well of of Trekmate, aren't you? It's 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 more than just a podcast.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, don't get me wrong. I um What it's not uh, quite a
3: brand yet. We're not we're not selling T shirts on the website just yet.
2: And and that's you know and I mean? the thing is it's like we're not I'm not uh, with regards to like the actual physical network, the network is its own thing and I absolutely love the network, um, but when we say we've been building TrekMate, we mean us. We it, like yeah. we haven't it, like the, the the network is a huge family of podcasts, and everyone's doing fantastic, doing their own things. But when we're saying that we're building TrekMate, uh, we yeah. mean very much ourselves, this podcast and the YouTube channel.
3: I think it's amazing what you guys did with that. Uh, you know, long before I ever joined the team. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, as you say, um, we're happy for everyone on the Trekmate family to, to, to carry on. And I, I, I really, I feel a small amount of guilt about not listening to their uh, pods myself at the moment. But, but there's just... Oh, there's so much to listen to, though. There's so dude. much out there and so little time, isn't there? But also,
2: like... what, you've, what you find now, dude, is being a creator mm-hmm. of podcasts you end up having less time to listen to other podcasts as well
3: yeah yeah and also fair.
2: like your mindset is always in place of think thinking about where we go and what we do and also sometimes i struggle um to like keep a balance when I'm listening to other people who talk about the exact same stuff as you.
3: Yeah. So
2: um so th- that's the thing, I I I don't manage to keep up to date on what other uh, the other shows do. One thing and I that's... was
3: gonna say, I, I'm not guilt dripping anybody else on the Trekmate Family Network. But if someone was to like message me or email me or us and say but we listen to you. Why the fuck aren't you listening to us? But they don't. So I don't feel yeah. as bad as I could. <laughs> Do you know what no,
2: I mean? No, because I think it's very much of the same sort of elk. Everybody I'm gets sure, on with yeah. their own stuff. Because there you only have a limited amount of hours in a day. And so uh, it's uh, I don't take any sort of... Uh, sh- like... Um, Offense against that because that's just what we do. We all love Star Trek, we all love being on the same network together. We all uh-huh. the, like the Trek McFamily network is doing fantastic and it always will do fantastic because there's always going to be more people wanting to talk, tra- talk Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very much uh, that's it, it's I'm, worldwide wide
3: as well, isn't it? It's, it's...
2: And the thing is, I'm at the moment it's like uh, I can't be dealing with managing a network it's like i haven't done that in a long time uh, mark uh, owns the network now yeah uh, it's just trek mate that is mine so um when, when sometimes people do approach us uh, like and uh, talk to us about the network it's like oh uh, like i i i'm not the person to talk to <laughs> i'm not the person to talk to even yeah. though i started the network it grew far quicker far beyond what I could easily manage
3: <laughs> I think it's awesome No, I, I know it's a, a lot of it is history but I, th- I think it's very cool the way that it evolved yeah. so quick as it did it did and one it thing I'm going to say one last time which I always say the first time for 2017 we need to bring back in the wilderness I know JD will moan at me for saying that
2: yeah yeah he will
3: and uh, <laughs> they should they should yeah they should. Like it needs yeah, both no, definitely mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. Well, that's the thing. But as we were saying with the um, YouTube channel, we've upped our subscriber numbers by about, uh, uh, at this point, probably about 150 or so since we started
3: caring about it. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know when it was, like you say, but we really started caring and putting that little bit more effort in together. But um, mm-hmm. I it think it's about September. It has gone up a lot, and and we've been watching those numbers. We do we do pay attention to that, and we're very uh, we're very happy yeah. with that. We're very um, what's the word I'm looking
2: for? Oh, I'm. Well, that's the thing. I'm very happy with how the um shows like the numbers on the YouTube channel is actually doing because. They're doing. Uh, it's doing fantastic. I can tell you exactly now. We first started counting on the twenty-first of September. Oh, okay. And at that point, we had two hundred and seventy-seven subscribers. Then, by the next month, uh, by the eighteenth of October, we had gained an extra twenty-two. Mm-hmm. By the first of December, we had gained an extra twenty-five, and from that point to today we've now gained an extra 105 it's brilliant yeah so it's done absolutely fantastic so we're just going to keep on and we've got some new uh, content that we're wanting to put out on there we're going to start coming out with some top tens we're going to start yeah we're going looking to start forward to that. youtubing it we are That's we're, the thing. we're fully going
3: to get into it we're never going to like neglect the the pod no, the podcast is
2: never going to get neglected, but the tactics for YouTube are entirely different. Yes, the, the it's it's not the same. Podcast is where you want to come, you want to chill out, you want to get to know everyone, you want to feel like you know that person, you want to hear their inner thoughts, you you want to go into detail. Where YouTube is an absolutely different beast. It is, yeah, and uh. Yeah, so we're gonna continue on with the YouTube reviews. We're gonna start doing some top tens. We're gonna—I'm very tempted to start doing some brief histories, talking about like things in depth, like certain subjects in depth, in like nice cut-down chunks. Yeah. And also, um, at the moment, also, even though it's not Star Trek related, I started doing a Star Trek uh, a. a uh, movie, uh, a film series on the backs
3: building the Back of the future DeLorean That's, that's been amazing. Uh, I I like you said I know it's not Trek. Well it's almost Trek. It's got, yeah, it's got exactly. a star There's of a uh, travel. For spark from it. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> And well that's the thing because Eagle Moss came out with a uh new line uh, a, a new part work series where you're gonna build the backs of the future Delorean and it's it's gonna end up being fifty two centimetres wide, and that is long rather and that is absolutely huge, yeah, it looks amazing and I decided to pick it up and thought i'm gonna make the a, a, a i'm gonna record it i'm gonna put it on the channel because people might want to see it and they do with uh within having it up for five days now i think it's got
3: uh, it's just about to reach 1800 views so crazy i i watched it thinking like i'll watch this uh you know i you know i'm not going to say any numbers but i didn't know how much uh, viewers would be watching it but um what it's got to in that short of time is amazing yeah,
2: so no it is. it's oh no it's just gone over here. it's 1809 now. It does
3: it's, it does just since we started it, yeah how fast it's been going since,
2: up Since we started recording 16 people have viewed it. Yeah. So yeah, it's um yeah, it's been going up it's been going crazy. So um that's very cool very cool and also um i've now uh, i'm i'm going to be perfectly uh happy about uh, being honest and upfront with the listeners of the podcast as well after that um i uh sent eagle moss the link to the video yeah and they've seen it they've seen the numbers uh they it, in quotation marks their exact quote was we love the detail that you go into yes uh in the video. So they're really happy with it and they've um they're going to be sending us the rest of the um subscription for us to take a look at and uh Lying keep on with bastard.
1: the
2: <laughs> Yeah, so to so carry on with the series because they it's a mutual it's mutually beneficial. And of to course both parties.
3: of course Wayne wrote straight back to them and said uh yeah, you could have to provide two of them though, not not just one. <laughs> You would have hoped.
1: I <laughs> you would have hoped. Yeah. That was my
3: first instinct when you sent me that text. I was like, "You did ask them for the two, didn't you?" I oh, dude.
2: dude. I was. Uh, I didn't want to push my luck.
3: I know. I'm only kidding, but
2: it would be cool. Considering now, they're also going to be sending us the uh, Star
3: Trek graphic novel collection. Yes, that's coming out as well. Which, genuinely, if you releasing. need any help reading that, let me know and send one across or a few across. And...
2: Most definitely. Well, it, to, it, to be honest, dude, I most definitely will because it's it's one of those comics are always one of those things I'm always happy to share
3: and yeah, uh, and with the models, share the love. As much as I'm joking about the models, you know, it looks amazing that Back to the Future Delorean. Like, I don't it have does. the time at the moment with uh, with a twelve-year-old in. Um, in secondary school, and a one-year-old, you know, doing what he does. Uh, But comics, comics I can do. I can find the time for them. Most definitely,
2: most definitely. So it's been really, really cool and really kind of Eagle Moss to uh, agree to let us do that. So I am eternally grateful to them for giving us that opportunity to do that for them. And they have been involved
3: Um, with, with Trek, haven't they?
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Obviously, the graphic novel collection is coming out and they produce the Starship collection as well.
3: I was going to say, so anything what comes again in the future, um, they've got our number. You never they?
2: know. That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. That's uh, That's been my motto the whole way through, is been, I want to just... When, when a company... Because we've been approached a couple of times recently uh, by people... Whether mm. that was for The Love of Spock or whether that was for CBS... It's like, that's a good example. CBS contacts mm. us, said... Will you promote this new DVD, uh, Blu-ray box set that's coming out? Which was the re-release of TOS with TAS. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, we don't have anything that we can send you... But if you can promote it, we'll be eternally grateful... We put together a video for the YouTube channel. We put it out. We put it on the website. Didn't expect anything back from them. Then they end up approaching us and saying, okay, the Roddenberry Vault's coming out. Uh, we'd like to send you review copies and also give you free to give away Yeah. to people. Yeah. And that has only come through us thinking, well, it, we'll do the best job that we
3: can. Yeah. Oh, I loved and it. it uh, it's it's, it's another video that's doing great on the YouTube channel I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what it is you know my computer is too slow for me to check right now
2: but yeah yeah well that's the thing it's it's one of those that um, it it is doing well and also um, which it's one of those things that wouldn't have come about if we hadn't have bothered to help promote their pre uh, the previous release for nothing because we because yeah. we put in the effort, it's like if you put in the effort, you get you know what they say, you get what you get, you get what you put in. Yep. So I'm gonna put everything that I can into the uh, these part works that are coming out because should anything come up in the future, I would like people to think of TrackMate as somewhere that they can go to for quality. Yeah, definitely. and value. Well, I don't know about quality. That's very fucking we're getting, debatable. We're getting there. We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> Just depends what your standards are.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh dear. So yeah. I I, no, I, I really do uh, feel like it's well. onwards and upwards. I mean, 2016 is proof that uh, we've you know done better and better on YouTube, and I think 2017, no matter what's going on in the real world. <laughs> Like, I think it's going to be a good year for TrekMate on, uh, online yep. and on podcasts and everything.
2: Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, well, just uh, to uh, give you the answer that you were looking for, mm. the review that we done on the Roddenberry Vault uh, got 1,857 views.
3: There you go. I think that's great. You, you know, I, I That
2: is absolutely fantastic.
3: I, I know there's bigger numbers out there, but the fact that people have bothered to watch that all the way through is just it's brilliant. I, I love that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh no, definitely I do, I do, and I I think it's absolutely fantastic, and I'm really happy with how things are going. And to be honest, we did consider keeping our mouths shut about a certain piece of information that we oh was going to be my God. announcing. We're, we're
3: nearly an hour in, and I I'd, I'd actually forgotten about that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and um, it's your call now. We've decided. Yeah, we've decided that we can't keep our mouths shut for much longer. (laughs) Yeah. Because we're getting excited. Yes. We've been getting excited about
3: this for quite some time.
2: Yeah. When it was the anniversary uh, pod, we said that we would have some news coming into the new year. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not going to go into all the details because not everything has been tied down to the last T yet. No, I'll, I'll follow your lead with this. Because there are certain things that need to happen before dates can get re- announced. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that ha- need to happen before names can be announced. Mm-hmm. However, what we can announce is that 2017 will see the very first fan convention run by TrekMate. Wait. Well, hey. 2017 will see the birth of TrekMate events. Yes. So,
3: we are so excited We've about it. We've been determined for this for a long time.
2: It's it's a th- if you listen back to the podcasts, I think it's a thought that I initially put out there on about episode two or three. Yeah, I'm and sure. It's it's one that I've sat on for quite a while and we both said to each other, uh, like, let's do it. It's, it was something that we said to each other Why not? straight after Destination Star
3: Trek. Yes. Yes, we, well, no. It, do you know what? It wasn't even after Destination Star Trek. For me, it was during Destination Star Trek because you only went for the Saturday
1: yeah. and mm-hmm. I was
3: at the after party on the Saturday and uh, I was chatting with you for, like, two and a half hours, like, in the, uh, mm-hmm. I think I was in the after party, like, and everyone probably thought I was mental speaking on my phone.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, oh, a... that's the thing. Do you know? Yeah, it, no, it was. It was. A... You're
2: right. I was driving home.
3: Yeah, you were driving home. I was in the after party, and there must have been a couple of people that stood next to me, sounded like, yeah, that that sounds good. Yeah, I might go to that if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we working it all out well, right the... there and then.
2: We could do this. We, we could do that. And... That's the thing. What we're going to do is we're going to be... uh, I'm going to be absolutely honest with all of you because the the people who listen to this podcast, they've been with us for some time and I know we get new listeners all the time Mm -hmm. and I appreciate the new listeners just as much as I do the old listeners. But one thing I've always um, wanted to do is be honest with the listenership. And I think that people appreciate that honesty. So what we're going to do is we will be coming out with the announcement of a date within the next month. Yes. Um we are aiming for between uh June, July, August, that 3-month period. Yeah. Um that 3-month period is going to be when it is. We will tell you exactly when we have the date. Um the location will be outer London. Um we are going to be uh we will be definitely Guessing at least one guest.
3: Yeah, that's our aim and I, I, I'm sure we're going to do it. I'm sure we're going to
2: do it. Yeah, we will definitely be getting at least one guest. Um, we're going to be, don't get me wrong, we're going to be working uh, towards a budget to make sure that we're not going bankrupt. No. Because what we, want, what we want to happen is this event won't be run as a charity event. We're not going to be running to try and the thing is we will have events going on during the day where we will try and raise money for charity yeah however the event as a whole will not be a charity event and that is solely for the reason of we want to any any money that is made on the event will be going into making a bigger event the next time yes yeah that that's the goal and I, I think we can do that as long as everyone gets behind it Yeah, exactly. And because I can 110% promise you that from this event, myself and Jude will not be taking any money. We are not going to be making any money in our pockets from this because we want to build the events as well. Yes. We want to reinvest all of that money to make a second con that is going to kick even more ass. Yes. So... This event is going to be. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be packing it full of exciting stuff. We're going to uh, going on. We're going to be having loads of competitions going on. We're going to be having uh, like events through the day. We're going to be having uh, uh, like tournaments going on. Whether that's with uh, like games, whether that's with physical games, Mm -hmm. whether that's with trivia going on. We're going to have. We're definitely going to have plenty of talks going on. We're going to have. Yeah. The thing is, right, we're not going for a small location where you can only have six vendors or so. No. Um, We're going to be trying to get a bigger venue at the right budget. um, And what we're going to have is we're going to have one main hall where we can have all of our vendors. We can have all of our... uh, What I want to do is I want to make this a community event. This is going to be a community event. Yeah. I want to right now. If if you know of any fan clubs or any groups within the UK, you tell them Trekmates just invited them. Yeah. To their convention. Definitely. That's coming up. We're inviting everybody. We're inviting everyone because what I'm going to do is with the actual fan clubs. Um, I want you to be able to come and promote yourselves. I want you to come and enjoy uh, the convention. And I want you to be going back and telling your people how much fun that you had. So uh, any Definitely. fan clubs out there, you'll be able to come for next to nothing. Yes. Next to nothing yeah. uh, to come and promote yourselves at the event. Um, also, And also then, obviously, all of the vendors selling gear. That's all, We, we want to geek out. We want to be spending our money.
1: Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, and I That's do too. That's what we want to be doing. <laughs>
2: And that's the thing. I want to be walking away with some uh, corkers of uh, merchandise as well. Yeah. But also, we're going to have a second hall in the same venue. It's all going to be the same venue. But we're going to have a second hall set up auditorium style for talks mm-hmm. and all of the like. Because we're going to have uh, plenty of, as we said, plenty of events going on. Uh, and also plenty of talks and panels going on. So it's going to be an absolutely fun packed day. We're going to make it as this is our first event, we uh, and honestly, myself and Jude we are working class. We don't have oh, the money to definitely. just we don't have the money to just splash down and go, "Look at this first event that we've got going on. No. We've got this, we've got that." That would have far, far, far too much risk that we can't financially back up. So we're being realistic about it. This is going to be a one-day event. Yes. It's going to be a one-day event. So as soon as we've got the date, I'm going to let you know because I want as many of our listeners there as possible. And I'm going to make it. And also, it's just, it's going to be fucking awesome. It is, yeah. It's. I promise you that. I promise you that. For what, uh, and we are going to be keeping the um. The amount for the entrance uh, fee, because obviously, don't get me wrong, we're going to have to charge an entrance fee for coming to the con. Of course. Because we need to cover the costs of the hall, uh, the guest. We're going to need to cover all of, all of our overheads and try and make a small profit on top to go into the next con. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be enough for hundreds of people. There's going to be enough room for hundreds of people. Yes. Um. But the price that you are paying to get in, we are going to keep it as minimal as we can so that... I it's, think it's definitely uh, going
3: to be reasonable. There's no point saying numbers right now, but it's it's going to be reasonable. No, there isn't.
2: It's going to be reasonable. That's the thing. We we As, uh, as Jude said, we're not going to come out with numbers now because we're not going to speak specifics right now. Um, but we are going to make it as reasonable and give you as much value for money mm-hmm. as we can on that. And... Yeah. Um, well, and so it's going to be really, really cool, and we can officially announce the name of the
3: convention. Can we? Which, can we? If any of you yeah, bother sure steal we this, can. we're suing you. Yeah, that's it. Or if, if, this if, is If at least be... we don't sue you, we're going to we're going to shame you. <laughs> if you
1: <laughs> steal it.
2: If any, no, I'm sure no one will. But if they do, we'll um, instead name the convention. Uh, Trekmate says, fuck you to this company. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so but no. Um we are obviously we've got the Trekmate podcast and we've got the Trekmate YouTube channel. Running it will be we've registered TrekmateEvents dot com. That's right, yeah. That's that's the wing that's gonna be uh looking after the event, which it's still the same fucking people. It's just me and Jude yeah. <laughs> and whoever we bring in to help us out. Yeah. Um, but the name of the convention is Trek On. Trek On. T-R-E-K-O-N. A bit like, think of Comic-Con, mm-hmm. but with Star Trek, it's Trek On. How cool
3: is that name? So I hope people like the name.
2: I, I, think they will. The
3: name you... I think they'll like it so much that's why I'm worried about people stealing it we've, we've got uh, about one and a half weeks to register that <laughs> before this podcast
2: <laughs> is genuinely worried I about have. that <laughs> I love that name so yes coming summer 2017 mm-hmm. from Trekmate events, Trek on and we're gonna hope to see as many of you there as possible. If you can make it, if you can make it, if this is a success, we are gonna be so fucking happy. Yes. Either way, we, uh, in the sense of being realistic, um, we know the numbers that we're gonna need to get yeah. to cover our costs. And I have no doubt in my mind that we will
3: definitely sell enough tickets to cover all costs. I believe so. With the numbers that we get on all the different social media things on YouTube now, and the interaction we have with people on different things, I'm sure it's going to happen.
2: Yes, exactly. And we just want to make this a
3: success, want to make this fun for everybody so we can have another one, and it'll just grow and grow and grow.
2: And also, and as I said, me and Jude are always going to be as upfront and honest as we ever can about the event as well so if uh if you ever want to keep uh, listening to the podcast we'll keep you up to the date with the latest news as soon as we can announce something it will be announced and we will if we can't tell it if the thing is if you want to know a specific but we're not in a position that we can tell you yet we'll tell you we can't tell you yet yeah we can't tell you yet because tell- the thing is
3: all the listeners, as soon as we can. I mean, anyone who's listened to this right now is hearing this first, literally.
2: Yeah, exactly. We haven't told a soul outside of our immediate families that this is going on.
3: Yeah, it's it's, a sort of fun weight lifted off our shoulders, (laughs) finally, to share this with someone other than us two.
2: Yes, so I hope that you guys are uh, as excited or mildly amused <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, is uh what we are because uh we really really want to make this a success and the thing is if you do come if you do make it a success then we can guarantee there will be another trek on
3: oh yeah definitely oh whether, yeah just, whether that's something which just popped into my head if jd wants to start his own kickstarter to bring him across as a as a host or something, he can do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's up to him. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Well, that's the
2: thing. It's uh, it's it's one of those situations that it's it's. Uh, don't get me wrong. We're hoping this can snowball. We're hoping this can snowball so that we can bring you some amazing events. I
3: feel like as long as we make the right choices, as and as long as the the fans and listeners out there, um. See the the opportunity that we can all have to make this a a, a cool thing. It, it's gonna, yeah, definitely. And that's what I want people to remember as well.
2: Is this event will be about community. Yeah. It will be about all of us coming together, having a great time, enjoying each other's company, and just walking away from the event feeling, "Fuck! I wish that could have been three days
3: long." <laughs> But it can. If, um, if if we can do one, it can. Super successful one day. Then next year it could be two days. It could be three days. And you know, you could offer yep. it. We could offer this, that, and the other. We'll just have to wait and see. But we can't start off too big. No. Because obviously, exactly. it's, it's me and you starting it.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we. Uh, that's the thing. This is fresh out of the gate. We uh, don't get me wrong. We're as fucking green as anything. But we, we are. are putting everything that we've got into this event and the thing is after going to events we know we have a feeling of we know what works we have a feeling of what yes. we think doesn't work we have a feeling of what disappoints people we have a feeling of what well, excites we're people we're fans too at the end of the day exactly and uh, and that's the thing and don't get me wrong this is not going to be some a uh, snotty-nosed, uptight convention. Uh, that you know what trek like. Exactly. This is going to be
3: laid. It, this is going to be laid back fun. That's it. You, you don't have to sell this idea to anyone who's listening. Like anyone who's listening, is probably already fifteen minutes ago was like, "Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll do that." <laughs> yeah, if they're exactly. if they bothering fucking... to listen to, to us two in the first place, we're preaching to the
2: converted Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that all of those people that did come up to uh, say hi to us at Destination Star Trek will be equally as happy to uh, go online and book their ticket once it's available and come down and see us. Yeah. Um, and if there's yeah, a, if just... there
3: any way that we can involve anyone in the convention itself, we will. You know, if they, if they want to yeah. do anything,
2: let's Definitely. Talk. And also, guys, if you've got ideas... If you've got ideas of what you think yeah. you would like to see at a convention, then let us know. We're open. Let us know. If, you, if Yeah, we're open to ideas. We're open to suggestions. As long as you don't mind us stealing the shit out of them.
3: Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think we should go through everything right now, but we've already got a lot of tweaks on uh, common convention etiquette, things that go on at conventions that me and you have. Which are going to please mm-hmm. people a lot more than your average convention, but I think we'll we'll save that till next time. Maybe don't want to go through everything. Yeah, that's the thing.
2: Me? We're not we're not going to be able to discuss it for a few weeks now, mm. other than just saying, ooh, we're excited." So yeah, uh, when when we do have those announcements to make, they'll be coming your way. Yeah. So that is what we personally have got to look forward to in 2017. Um, I suppose now it's time that we start wrapping up. It's time that you guys start enjoying some episode reviews from way back when, in 2016. Yeah. Um, I won't lie to you, I haven't got the list of episodes in front of I, us I now, I so I haven't got a done.
3: clue what's coming. Something to do with Paul's tits, probably. Uh,
2: Yeah, or maybe <laughs> Dumb O'Brien. Bit of both. No, I'm sure Dumb O'Brien's in there. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so no, if uh, so, enjoy the episode reviews, guy, and uh, give us uh, go onto Facebook, give us a tweet, uh, Messenger, pigeon, whatever you want to send. Just uh, let YouTube. us know whether you're and YouTube and YouTube exactly, and uh, just let us know if you are as pumped as what we are about the uh, event So I'm sure people will. It's be. going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So. Anyway, um, yeah, here's us from the past. We'll see you next time.
0: Hello, and welcome to another trackmate review. this episode, we will be discussing the animated series episode, Beyond the Farthest Star. This is the first episode of the animated series, and was originally aired on the 8th of September 1973. So... what was your initial thoughts on this episode? Because obviously, uh, uh, being the first episode of the animated series has got a lot of uh, boosts to fill. Yeah, Yeah, um, well, going into Mm -hmm. it, I I really didn't know what to expect. It's not something I have not spoken about much, to to be fair. i have seen pictures of it, um, what animation was going to look like, and it looks a bit scooby doo I think would be fair to say, to compare it to that, it's had of a sort of style of um, the, me, I thought it was more around uh, a filmation sort of style like the um, Masters of the Universe uh, sort of style rather than uh, Scooby-Doo, I uh, think okay. uh, just the movements and the eye movements and gestures were very, very similar. Yeah. That's what I was thinking before going into it anyway. But like I said, I was really pleasantly surprised by everything I saw and heard uh, for the next twenty-five minutes, is it the uh, the episode, isn't it? Um, uh, I think it was great voice acting, but I really didn't know and I was looking to see if maybe Shannon was following um uh if anyone else was, but no, I think that everyone, including Shannon, was informal. It really felt to me, and, um, you know, I'll ask you about this in a minute, you know, it
1: felt as if it was season four, you know, and, um, like I was expecting, you know, a
0: know, down on story, but it didn't, it didn't feel like that when I was watching it, it felt like another episode of us. I think that's fair to say because um, that's the thing with it being animated. I think uh, the first thing that you assume is that it's going to be, that uh, the target audience is going to be left behind as they aim for a younger demographic. Um, but yeah, you no, know, I, I agree with you that it's, it's not instantly something that is aimed at the children because uh, the story is quite in depth. It's not just. Uh very plain very simple, it's got it, it's got, uh, it's got a, a lot going on uh, within the episode. And uh, so the episode starts out uh, with the ship approaching a, was a star. Uh, basically a star uh, the episode the star child, basically. So yes, okay. So, I, I, you know, immediately it might sound silly, but even that, it made me think that, you know, if it was for kids, they would be like, oh, we're fighting in the spaceship, you know, yeah. straight into the action. But it wasn't, it was something that we might see in TLS all, mm-hmm. or in the other series. Mm-hmm. And I, can I just say, before the music was ready for beginning? oh, it's, it, it seems like something that you would really find in like, it's it stereotypical 70s American uh, like, drama. Um, game show but it sounded like a game show, but it was somewhere in between the game show and the uh, TOS being tuned. It said it's almost like what someone would write, you know, what uh, they couldn't get the license to play the real music, yeah. so they write like some new music, it was like that. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming that probably yeah. was okay. Yeah. Yeah, something like yeah. that, I guess. I don't know how that then, but yeah, I thought that was one of the prints and it's pretty funny. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's, uh, it's certainly got it's on the speaker. I'm so, once they start trying they find a ship that has been caught in uh, the
1: orbit of a, was it, it was, was it Death
0: Star, or was it, it was something like that, yeah, it was, uh, It's more like the, um, the, the thing from next gen where, uh, where Scotty's found those, uh, surrounding them, um, how uh, the, where well, the story has got the entire spirit built around it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got really done, I it's, um, the stuff that are looking at, I'm sure, I'm sure this is like 300 million. <laughs> Oh no, Uh, sorry, the ship was 300 million years old. Yeah, that's what what I was going to say, I haven't really done it, but yeah, so who knows what things might to look like before before we're seeing it in this episode. Because That's the thing, the the build of the ship was very alien and something that obviously they wouldn't have been able to do in the original series because uh, the budget or the means to do that uh, well, yeah, so uh, to, to be able to put pen to paper, you can create an entirely different world and have an entirely different feel. Yeah. Also, I'll mention a scene just as well as uh, um, I thought it was funny, right, looking at the, beginning of the very first scene of Glenwood a that no one actually mentions at any point, right, or even the knowledge is that he's an alien that we're not familiar with. And he's taken the place of Watergate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah, no, they never actually um, introduced him gave him any roles or it was just you know, that, you know, I thought well that was funny. But I'm hoping and guessing that he will get introduced and then we took some time i have mean, so read that before that obviously, you know, being that it's animation now have the opportunity to do and have a lot more have as many aliens as they want on board um I mean in this case they are even pay for it or defree. No, exactly. It's even item cheaper, that's yeah, how they made a movie. So um what I found interesting was when they were bring down to the ship because all of the pods of the ship um have a huge cap in hole as well as some sort of disaster, um, then obviously gonna be more atmosphere. Rather than working on um Spacesuits, they have belts that create little individual force fields. I thought that was very cold, very really. funny. That, that was a sort of like thing where it felt like a usual tailbass. Yeah, did look well. It's uh, so uh, uh, all very right, tedious to have that, but just been one of me I can't be bothered to draw up on any spacesuits. <laughs> just put a green light around the thing there. Also, it might have been a situation where is, uh, is going the only thing was how we go to effectively distinguish the characters if they're in spacesuits. Um, I mean, exactly, that might have been a thing, or as a technician, you have yeah? I've got one's a little bit preposterous, but I uh, appreciate your enthusiasm for my brain mind. Yeah, kids are still going to think that looks cool. Yeah. If you were a kid yeah. in the 70s, you would think that was cool. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go in a space like that and then i not even wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm always going to say, you know, what the hell is that? But the kid's going to go, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, back then, maybe. Let's ask Chris, and she's like, <laughs> yes, it was today. <laughs> oh, I've been in the shower like as soon as they can buy a ship like that, yeah, if, if that was to happen in TLS, that would be shitloads of money that they would have to spend oh, yeah. to, to do a ship yeah. like that. So, most well, definitely, yeah. uh, with the uh, size of the ship and the size of the sets that they would have required, yeah. uh, it's just one um, of those episodes that uh, you could <laughs> never actually <laughs> do.
3: Yeah, um, not, until, not until years later like, when it went into the movies anyway. Not definitely.
0: Doing ridiculous stuff like that with and it men yes. <laughs> it doesn't yes. make any sense, but it all looks cool. Uh, yes. So um, I've got to go into a room and find a message on repeat uh, mm-hmm. that sparkles up, um, mm-hmm. translating and decoding so it's plain English, yeah. which is from the Indian race who uh, are giving them a warning that so they've mm-hmm. had to self-destruct their ship. Uh, in order to, uh, well, basically they decided they had no choice and wanted everyone to leave and leave quickly and no child was safe in this room. So what did you think of uh, the, because at that point then, I don't know if it's another self-destruct goes off or if it's the like, alien you know, trying to get in that causes an explosion in that room, uh, because then that room. Yeah, but it's we're just a room room. and then they've yeah, been about, I'm not sure, yeah. Because that's one of the things I wasn't really expecting. The room just blew up, so I wasn't. That's why they didn't yeah. 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 Uh, it, it's <laughs> not the time to say that. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> Though, um, what I found interesting was when they got there, uh, all of Phases communications and influence have lost energy and have been by some sort of losses. Chief, which I found very funny when I was watching. I can't quite remember <laughs> <him> now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it now. What I found funny was that there was a Spock on the back who uh, shoulder barges him <laughs> out of the way. I just ran next to his neck and wondered why he'd run that. And I read my next line. I've I found crap, crap next to the posh <laughs> transport chief. It's because he lets the, the green mist on the left. Thank <laughs> you. this well, thing is not Yeah, come on over the car. I'm (laughs) talking shit, not because that's not what happened, because uh, that made it look like they were going to crash into the. Yeah, somehow this thing could hear what everyone was saying, but then for like two seconds they just whispered to each other, let's do the slingshot! It was really going to crash, and it worked. Yeah, (laughs) and we're not usually having. certain yeah. <laughs> So yeah, they actually trick the uh into thinking that they're gonna crash the ship. Uh, at which point they don't and at that point at that point they um st- they the ship as they get too close, they finish around and then they happily uh, carry on their way to uh starchart yeah and I think they're saying that's going back to Starchark. Start. So, Really but I'm sure, because I really dumb not bring it down for the reason. So... <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's the point from the poor thing which like, they don't even care. they <laughs> don't like, let's say some sort of, um, what do you call it? Yeah, a program or something to sit say, what was it going on? Let's try it out for a chat, with it from a distance, I don't know, fuck it, let's go back to start time in much more important. So, yeah, I felt sorry for whatever the hell that green entity was. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. and uh, was the end of his story as well. And I would doubt that they go back to that NTS. Yeah. And (laughs) this, (laughs) for me, this episode, I didn't think it was an awful episode. Uh, No, I actually enjoyed it, you know, for the reasons that I said, but I thought it was going to be a lot more silly
1: and sort of, you know, fun in a a clean way. sort of surprise and I see it it just do to like TMS still I did did enjoy it I don't think it's it's my favourite episode but I did enjoy it Um, but also what it done for me was it inspired me to thinking why are we not getting more a series of different Star Trek crews, because with today's
0: animation skills, you could easily get all of the TNG crew, all of the bs 9 crew back together, and, and it's easier for them to, to figure figure we make up the Earth and the overhead cost the Earth. One program I watch, which I used to be really anti-CMMI when it still wasn't as good as it is today, um, I grew up watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, and they are, I absolutely love the brand new series on Nickelodeon. They've got excellent voice actors, including John McKeown's. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but the writers, they obviously loved watching the series and reading the comics as well. And it's just, it's brilliant. I love it. Um, and they could definitely do the same as Frank. I was just if you are talking about being um, an artist on the, uh, the show, when well, you've got enough talented artists that are passionate about doing the comics, So, it it, could easily be done for a fraction of the cost, and also continue on with If they've done it in a serious manner, if they've done it targeting the the, the core audience, they could really uh, do some in-depth storytelling, and I think it's something that should be explored well. Yeah, after after Discovery's gone, one, two, three, four, seven series, maybe it'll be something that they do try in the future, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I don't think they're going to be willing to do it at the same time as Discovery. No, I don't think they would, but at the same time, I think it's something that they should try and capitalise on, because I think it's something that uh, we would, we all love these characters, and uh, we would all love to see them back in those roles, so if that's the next best thing, and you get a good story writer on it as well. Yeah, well, so, yeah, all those things are possible for a lot less money, but obviously CPS wants to spend on this stuff. I and mean, I think they definitely see that come back immediately. And you can go straight to Blu-ray as well, go further with CGI animation now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a clean it up Exactly. So that is what this actually goes for. It's the anime. Now, it is possible. Honestly, um, uh, this is the first T. I've ever watched. um, I do look forward to watching more now. Um, I'm sure we'll include a few more. Maybe people could suggest for us to skip ahead. How many series is there? Just one? Is it just one? Is is that 24? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Cool, I think if anyone wants to to suggest what they think's the best, one we happy to skip ahead the next time we do TLS, but um, I will do a watch for it as well. Definitely, definitely. I think think we're going to put it in the regular rotation (coughs) of uh, the reviews that we do. So, yeah, we're definitely going to be coming back to TMS. Yeah. So, uh, if you've got uh, any opinions on this episode, leave them in the comments below. Do all of the YouTube videos. Like, favorite, subscribe. Uh, We always appreciate that. If you want to voice your opinions otherwise, you can tweet us at Patrick 1701 or join us on a Facebook group, facebook.com.
3: Hello and welcome to the Trackmate review. My name's Jude Hawkins. I am here with Wayne Emery. And this week, for some unknown bizarre reason, apart from to wind each other up. <laughs> We're reviewing "Threshold" from the series *Voyager*, which was uh, first released on the twenty-ninth of January, nineteen ninety-six, and it is episode fifteen of season two. And I have no idea why we're doing this. I think maybe it's because one of the things is become <laughs> notorious. Well, uh, we have I joked about it on the show before, haven't we? We, we have we've had joked a bit of a laugh about it, about it many it. times. In fairness, like when I was joking about it, I- I'd only done one full uh, watch of a Voyager at that mm-hmm. point. I- I've still yet to do a, a second watch of of any episode apart from this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I looked it up, when you said, "Yeah, let's do that," I was—I I messaged you, didn't I, to say, "Seriously, are you sure you want to do this one? Are you positive?"
2: Yeah, I think I think we need to throw in a couple of CAC episodes as well <laughs> yes. as uh, decent episodes to review because obviously. Yeah, I
3: agree. You, they can't. You, we can't do all decent ones, can we?
2: No, that's it. We'll get spoiled otherwise, and you wouldn't know what happens to uh, people when they get spoiled. They get all self entitled and whatnot.
3: Oh, that's it. Yeah, when I when I went to go rewatch this, I watched it on Netflix because mm-hmm. because I've got it at the moment, so we can do these things easier. I noticed the very next episode, I was like, oh, why couldn't we do that one? The next one was Meld, mm-hmm. which, which on is my a first, fantastic episode.
0: That's
3: what I was going to say. I would have loved, loved to have done that one with, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but Brad Dorif, Mm-hmm. who's in loads of stuff I like, like Lord of the Rings and yeah. Child's Play and whatnot. Meld- uh, we will
2: get there at some point.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think we should. Maybe even next time we get back around to Voyager, we, we could do that one.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I wouldn't have a problem with that. I quite enjoyed that episode. Yeah, as same. For
3: threshold. Oh god! Uh, basically, when I typed it, typed it into the search engine as well, to, so I could find out the uh, original air date, uh, it literally came up with worst episode ever, like right next to it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> well, the thing is, or it's, it's one of them, isn't it?
2: It's. Uh, I'm. I was trying to actually think off of the top of my head. I can't think of any actual TV episodes that have been stricken from canon mm-hmm. other than this one. Yeah. <laughs> because, it... um, this is. For me, this episode has a little bit of a double edged sword. It, um, there are parts of it that I enjoy, and then it kind of. In what of... way? <laughs> but then it jumps the shark and it uh but then also some of the okay let's just get straight into it because obviously uh, it
3: starts out with it starts off nearly normal it it mm-hmm. seems normal at first you know like if if you don't know what's coming you're you're not expecting where it goes at all no and
2: it's a question of i think as you said, it starts normal that they're trying to um, break the Warp 10 barrier.
3: That's right, yeah, um, Tom Paris specifically. Tom Paris,
2: B'Elanna and Harry Kim are, Yeah, they're uh,
3: helping him out.
2: They're, they're helping him out, trying to figure this out. Um, I haven't got a problem that Neelix uh, is giving his two cents in the mess hall. Um, well...
3: At first, it, it's them helping him out, and then um, the ship explodes and he dies. But then we realise he was on the holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they go to the Neelix's cafe, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and uh, he he offers his advice, Neelix.
2: Well, and to be honest, I can't. Uh, I I'm not a hater of Neelix. I. I don't mind that he throws in his two cents because this guy's been flying his own ship, whether it's a shit ship or not.
3: I was thinking the same thing when I was watching it. Yeah, he, he, he's a silly character quite a lot of the time. You know, he's sort of a source of—I I don't know whether to say comedy, but he's mm-hmm. like the—he's like the relief comedy at least. Yeah, like the light-hearted relief. You know, like oh, you mm-hmm. know, you want a hot dog or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but um, and how bad his cooking is. But you're right. Like you know, I haven't done a rewatch, but yeah, he 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 had his own ship. He he was a one man crew, so you know he's got to know some stuff, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think that his uh, his advice when it came to uh, like the dark matter affecting uh, polarizations of what not technical babble sounded perfectly a reasonable. Suggestion that then Tom Paris clings on to a couple of bits of information and tries to re- rework that as to solve their problem as to why um, the ship and the cells are being
3: separated when they're reaching Warp 10. That's it. In, in that scene, in that cafe scene, there is a lot of techno babble between the four of them. I'd love to see that script. I'm sure it probably says that the original, original script is techno babble, techno babble, techno <laughs> babble.
2: Well that's the thing One issue that I did have With the Technobabble Was that By breaking the Warp 10 barrier Mm. Um Meant that Basically means that it's infinite Velocity Which means that then they occupy All areas of Space
3: and time in one go Yeah well yeah that makes sense With uh, the scenes that come next yeah
2: But that's absolute bullshit.
3: Well, yeah, it's a bit silly. It's a bit OTT.
2: It's because um, that's the thing. First of all, we it's uh, every everything that uh, Star Trek is normally based on some level of science fact.
3: Yeah, I, you know, I, I you know really respected that and loved that as a as a kid and as a teenager watching TNG uh, back in the day that was part of what I loved about it is when they were doing the techno babble I, I didn't know what to believe mm-hmm. uh, and what you know what was fiction but you know a, a great deal of it was real to an extent and mm-hmm. has become real since the filming of those things you know that there's sense behind it there's uh science consultants or whatever what what helped them with that stuff mm-hmm But yeah, like you say, sometimes they get a bit silly and carried away with this stuff.
2: And to be honest, for me, that was one of the instances where Mm -hmm. suddenly he's gone so fast that he is at every (laughs) single point in the universe, can see every single thing. Yeah. And it's just... It's one step too far, in my opinion. It's what I I, j- I just felt that really like the the next step up from Warp nine point nine five is that you are a Q. <laughs>
3: yeah, you may as well be. Yeah. And I didn't know if you were going to throw in the spoiler there or not. And am I allowed to say the main spoiler of the episode for the few people well, that haven't watched this? No. Is if you...
2: anyone's searched this on YouTube then they are trying to find out why anyone would even... Well, to be honest, I don't know why anyone would be searching for this on YouTube. But, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I don't think uh, you're going to spoil anything from a decade-old episode. No, 20-year-old okay, well, old
3: episode. The truth, then, is if you go too fast, you'll become a lizard. That That's about the...
0: <laughs> well, that's that, that's the
2: thing. It's, it's amazing that... Um, uh breaking the warp ten barrier then means that you um like hyper evolve you evolve so quick first of all he becomes allergic to water yeah Which? why would you ever evolve why would humans ever evolve to be allergic to water when we're composed of like about
3: ninety percent water um what? Yeah, and the same goes for most most species, doesn't it, really? Yeah. So I don't understand why that would happen. Um, okay. I, ju- I, ju- I just don't get this episode at all. I, I I don't know who wrote it or if it was multiple people writing it, but I just don't know how this episode got passed, in my opinion. I don't know how, like, the producers or whatever said, like, yeah, that's fine, yeah, yeah, put that on TV, because it, it's just mm-hmm. stupid. <laughs> it's mental.
2: And I don't understand how, okay, well, no, I could understand why um, we may evolve from being oxygen breathing uh, species, how that could slowly happen. So, okay, we have to evolve past that. But as you said, we, our evolution is to evolve into a species that is clearly not as advanced as our own. If if anything, mm. surely, uh, surely he would have. De- if if you are going to say that humans hyper evolve into anything, you would be. I am sure it's even happened in Star Trek previously, where they would you would then develop. I don't know telekinetic abilities. You'd yeah, develop- that's
3: the, that's the way you presume they would go, but yeah. yeah, the way they actually go in this episode is it's just bizarre. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous because,
2: um, wh- why the fuck would you evolve into
3: a lizard? I have no. It, it's it's not even a decent lizard. It's just like a floppy newt thing. Like
1: it.
3: Anyway, I, I'm just going to go backwards for a second. Like some things, what we didn't cover. Mm. Um. Paris wants permission to do this. Janeway says no. She changes her mind for whatever reason, um, lets him do it. He sees everything simultaneously is what he tells her when he gets back. Mm-hmm. L- like you said, that's that's what uh, going at that speed will do. And then um, Tom's in Neelix's cafe again, and he's feeling ill. And Neelix names a coffee after him for some reason. Um, and then Tom goes to see EMH. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the point where you've already said it. Uh, Tom is suddenly allergic to water. And then he becomes allergic to... Or is not able to breathe oxygen anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes a little doolally and talks a load of bollocks. Um, he talks about losing his virginity, wanting to eat pepperoni pizza. He asks... I enjoyed ca- that part to of the episode.
1: Yeah,
2: I I I enjoyed the part of him going do initially because I, I found that part enjoyable, like just seeing him absolutely lose his shit like he's on some absolutely amazing yeah. drugs. <laughs>
3: and so yeah, so that that part I appreciated. I'm pretty sure, I've not written it down or anything, but I'm pretty sure Kez was willing to kiss him as well. She was just like, no, there's a force field up, I, I can't get in there at the moment. Oh, <laughs> she was yeah, willing there to was
2: do There was no it. here or there, she was
3: absolutely up for it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like in that scene, um, as far as we know, and the Doctor knows, Tom dies. They declare him officially dead, Tom Paris, Um, and then he goes. uh, Emh goes back to check on him a little bit later, and suddenly he's alive again. And somehow he's developed two hearts and maybe some other organs as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, and uh, okay, and from the uh, okay, this is. It's really fucking... Bizarre. I, I don't even know how to it, like put into words like, what must have been going through the writer's mind when they were putting this one together.
3: Because there are just... It, it's just I don't know how anyone involved in this episode can't be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing what's interesting, what I only just thought about a couple of hours ago... Unlike a lot of uh, Star Trek episodes, there's no B story in this. This no. is the only story, the whole episode. Normally, when they come up with a crap A story, they're like, you know, let's have some humorous B story going on. But no, there's no B story. And I think every single Voyager character, what was in it at the time, uh, you know, main cast member, was in it in some way, uh, for a short time at least. Kez, Neelix, Tuvac, Chakota. Yeah, they're all there. Um Oh, and and then there was a bit, What well, I'm not even really sure what was going on. There was some bloke passing on information to a Wurzel Gummidge Kazon, and I'm not even oh, sure what was, the information was. Oh, was it we we passed the, the no, threshold? Yeah, that, uh, that was pretty
2: much just a, a small scene to continue on a
3: story arc an um, actual an actual half decent storyline from another episode
2: yeah well because i think over a number of episodes um okay. you see uh, a member of the crew feeding information to that'll be why kazon. i was confused
3: on this rewatch thing because i forgot forgot that stuff
2: yeah no because there was uh, some some feeding information to the kazon to let them know what voyager is up to mm. so um Th- that does make sense within the continuity of what's going on in that series.
3: So technically that may be the, the best part of the episode. Because it actually makes sense for something. Um, I
1: I
2: don't know. I would say for me probably Neelix is the best part of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Because let's face it, right. To uh, uh, Let's just fucking whack through this because no one wants to hear all of Oh, the there's not incidents. much to go. There's
3: really not much to go it's, with it's, this now.
2: It's a question of Tom starts fucking losing all of his skin, pulls his tongue out, which is probably the best scene of the
3: episode. That's what I was going to say. That's one thing that I did appreciate. And I would say well done to those few people at Star Trek. The the makeup in that scene is good. It, it reminded me of The Fly, if anyone's seen The Fly with mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum, where his um, appearance just completely changes. He's got like pulsating forehead and, you know, like you say, pulling body parts off and stuff. I, th- I thought that was cool. Yeah. So well done to those guys, at least.
2: And well done on um, to uh, Robert Duncan McNeil for pulling off the uh, the tongueless, the, the tongueless yeah. jabber.
0: I need to talk <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, so anyway, Tom begs Janeway to leave. He has to leave. Um, and he does, and he somehow kidnaps her, doesn't he? And yeah,
2: well, that's, a... that's the thing. He uh, They decide that the the only way to restore him to his old self is to um, radiate the new genes that his body has formed That's from right. plasma from the warp core and yeah <laughs> and that is the only way by destroying the new genes that all that is left is the old genes and they will repair and yeah um, whilst he's in Engineering, he breaks out, has a phaser fight, runs down a hallway, kidnaps Janeway, jumps in the ship, and then speeds off again. What I don't get right is he Sorry. nicks a shuttlecraft, takes Janeway, he can see every single point in the universe, yet yeah. he decides to stop four light years away. Mm hmm perfectly within reaching distance of I, I, I guess
3: it's because he's just thinking like look I know I'm, but I'm about to turn into a full on lizard in about 5 minutes I want to get shagging in about 10 minutes <laughs> have some babies in about 15 minutes and then I'll get rescued in about 20 minutes and go back to my normal life true because yeah, for Chakotay and Tuvac uh, follow them out there And they basically just shoot their phasers at Tom, I guess. Even though he's just flopping about on the ground, not really doing much.
2: I didn't understand why Chakotay and Tuvok felt the need to actually stun um, (laughs) the lizards. They just walk around the corner, look at them and stun them.
3: I know. It's just just like a a poo with eyes just flapping about on the floor. And they're like, stun it! (laughs) For no reason. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah so that's that they bring them back aboard the ship and suddenly you know they cut to a scene where they're normal oh no no we've said this before on the pod but we'll say it again for anyone what's not listened they just they've had babies uh, Tom Paris and Janeway in the five minutes they've been on this planet have managed to have baby lizards mm-hmm. but Chakotay thought it'd be a good idea just leave them there Fuck them. They'll be fine. Don't worry about them. We won't. No, that's
0: the thing.
2: It's not as if that goes against the prime directive of um, changing an ecosystem of a planet that's not evolved past warp right. <laughs> speed or anything. Yeah. Not like that. No, now the baby's going to be overrun with mutant lizard babies.
3: Yeah. And who's to say those lizards couldn't have been, like, turned back into humans? You know, if if they've got human DNA in there somewhere, they could have been, like, crew members 10 minutes later. You never know. But, you know, obviously this is stuff that the writers couldn't be bothered to even think of. They were like, yeah, that'll do. We're 35 minutes in now.
2: Yeah, but by the theory of how they were going to um, return uh, Paris to how he was... By yeah. eradicating the new genes and new DNA mm. with the warp plasma, right? Leaving just the old stuff. Um, I'm not sure if you noticed this, but the lizards were a fuck ton smaller than what Tom Paris and Janeway were as humans. Yeah. I'm pretty sure none of their old DNA was there. Yeah. So surely that theory wouldn't work
3: well they, they they don't do anything with that on the show they, they literally just cut to Janeway and Tom uh, in the medical bay thing just, just awkwardly talking just saying like oh do you remember five minutes ago when we were shagging as lizards and it, it was just so stupid yeah no, I'm just imagining, like, how many times would those two characters bring that up in the future, you know, like when they get back to Earth? Like, oh, do you remember that time? Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. just bizarre.
2: Or just in just in a Federation conference, and Paris is just sitting there whilst Janeway's giving a talk, and he's like, I tapped that.
3: Yeah. I was a lizard at the time. Still counts, <laughs> but I did it. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. No, and, and that is your episode. That there's no more to it than that. It's just like <laughs> that. Yeah. That's the laugh moment at the end. Like, oh, that was funny, wasn't it? Yeah. I think that's them just laughing at
2: us for spending forty-five minutes watching that.
3: Do you know what? I, I would love. It, it must be out there somewhere. I would love to hear. Um, what's their names? Uh, Robert Duncan McNeil and um, Kate, Kate Mulgrews. Mulgrews opinion on, on that episode. Someone must have asked them about that nonsense at some point. It's not their fault. You know, they're just doing their job. They're only in season two at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, They're like, oh, let's get this one out of the way. I can see the next episode's good. We've got Brad Doriff coming on. We'll just look forward to that, but it must be embarrassing being associated with that.
2: You would have thought. That's the yeah. thing. I think all in all, this
3: episode shit. It is, yeah. And um, just like I'm sure that all the actors felt at the end of filming it, yeah, I'm glad we've got that out of the way now, so now we can go and do something like Enterprise next week. Yeah. I <laughs> TNG, something like that. Fuck knows what was going on when they were doing this. That's, no, no just I'd just be just... interested to, to do some research now, actually. You know, who, who did write this? How did this come about? How did it get passed? To be that's, on TV. That's the thing. How did this fucking
2: idea get green lighted? Because yeah. the thing is, I know Voyager is the king of um, techno babble when it comes to out of all of the series. Uh-huh. But they absolutely jumped the shark on this one and they took it far too ridiculous. Far yeah. too fucking ridiculous. Um if you haven't watched this episode, I would say it's worth at least a watch so that you're informed.
3: For Yeah, and for a, for a little bit of a laugh.
2: But just be prepared that you, according to, uh, I think the general consensus is that this is one of the worst episodes of Star Trek ever.
3: Yeah, as I said, when I did the, the Google search, it literally came up with that. I put Voyager threshold and it just came up with worst episodes ever but what i will say about this episode
2: is by going off my normal means of how i judge a bad episode cuz this is a bad episode but it didn't bore me
3: oh it it doesn't put you to sleep because it gets sillier as it goes on yeah so you're watching it thinking, like, did they really just do that? Oh, my God, what are they doing now? You know, what's happening now with it? But yeah. uh,
2: So, no, if... Um, so, it, that's the thing. The episodes that I absolutely hate are episodes that are just as boring as shit. Oh, I I wouldn't agree. class this as that. So I don't hate Threshold. It's just crap. Yeah. So... Still, if you agree, disagree, want to throw your ideas or comments into the mix, uh, comment in the comment section down below. Remember to give us a like, favorite, and subscribe. And join us over at Facebook, facebook facebook.com forward slash trek.mate.one, or tweet us at trekmate1701. So, thank you for joining us for
3: another Trekmate review. Hello and welcome to another TrekMate review. This week we're doing another TNG episode. We are doing Reunion, which is from Season 4 and it is Episode 7. This episode first aired on the 5th of November, 1990. And uh, just before we get going, I'll I'll just tell everyone a little bit of stuff about it. It was the 80th episode of TNG. It's uh, directed by Flaky Frakes. Uh, Jonathan Frakes, um, it was the first episode written by Branon Braga, who went on to do lots more with Trek, and it was also the first collaboration between uh, Brannan and Ronald D. Moore.
2: Which obviously uh, went on from strength to strength.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. As well from that point. So, um, do, do, do you want to tell people roughly what the episode's about? Well, uh,
2: yeah. This episode is the f- very first introduction to Gowron.
3: That's right. Yeah.
2: Um, this episode is uh, primarily it's it's a Klingon episode, which is always it's in my book quite a good a full fun.
3: on Kring- Klingon episode. It's got it's well, it, it's one episode. I, I'm sure there's way more out there, but it's one episode. What has an A and a B story, but they're mm-hmm. intermingled. They're you know, intertwined with each other. It's all Klingon. Yes.
2: Yes, no, definitely. And uh, to be honest, uh, it's... It, I'll, I'll, I won't bury the lead. It's a pretty good episode.
3: It is. We, we decided to watch this because um, on the normal pod this week, we've done a um, character analysis of Gowron. So we both said, you know, let's go back and do this for the YouTube review. Mm-hmm. But, but we, we well, I think we just texted each other didn't we and we both sort of simultaneously said the same thing like I've forgotten how damn good this episode is it was one of those ones where you didn't think about it much before we, you went to go back and watch it it could have been years since we mm-hmm. both last watched it but it, it's a really good episode I it know is. we're supposed to say that at the end
2: but... <laughs> yeah and to be honest it's one of those episodes that um as we both uh, said privately to each other, um, we thought that Galron was introduced much earlier on uh, to TNG.
3: Not only did we think he was introduced much earlier on, we were both under the impression because that's how he leaves it in your mind that he was in a lot more episodes than he was in, in yeah. TNG. He, and it was, was only four, four episodes. Yeah, only four.
2: Which, to be honest, I I still find quite shocking.
3: Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. So um, so this episode starts out with... Oh,
3: I can tell you. Yeah, go on then. Uh, we start off on the bridge of the Enterprise and the crew is hailed by Ambassador Kayla And she says it's an urgent matter. Uh, Picard says to Worf, to a reluctant Worf... Um, You've got to go meet her. Yep. And well, yeah, I said reluctant Wharf. He doesn't want to do it. He's he's making up excuses to Picard. Is it's one of those moments where Wharf comes across pretty funny, like a bit of a wimp mm-hmm. when he, he really shouldn't be. And wait now, I've got a I've got a quote here by um, Picard. It might not be accurate. Uh, Picard says, "You are a member of this crew, and you will not go into hiding whenever a Klingon vessel uncloaks." <laughs> that's,
2: that's the thing, because um, he felt that, it first of all, whenever Klingons arrived after the uh, House of Moog lost its honour, mm-hmm. um, he's kind of, uh, well, he is an outsider of the uh, Empire now. He's looked upon as scum. Yeah. S- so, but also, um, at that point, would yeah, Picard, I'm trying to think, was Kayla introduced uh, before this episode? Yes,
3: she was. Yes, she uh, was. Basically, she she'd come on board previously, and all, all I can remember is that in that episode, if it was just one episode, she was teasing Worf a lot, and she was sort of trying to bed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember them, um, she was on the holodeck doing like a mm-hmm. battle program sort of thing. And he came in and then I think they got all randy and I think that's probably yes. when they uh, conceived Alexander.
2: Alexander. Okay. Now, does this episode instantly get marked down because it's the introduction of Alexander?
3: No, I know <laughs> I know people out there hate him. But do you know what? I, I huh? think this Alexander in this episode I, I think he's really cute. Yeah, no, totally. But
2: to be honest I'm surprised um, if we take the Alexander was conceived at that point when she first came onto the Enterprise. Alexander should only be a couple of years old. Well, I he think... He should be a baby, unless Klingons age quicker.
3: Well, I was going to say, anyone who's not new to Trek, anyone who's watched a lot of TNG and DS9, will know that there's there's something wrong with Alexander. He's got some sort of speedy um, mutation going on there, where he, he does... Grow older a lot quicker than everyone else because by the time you get to the end of DS9, he's like he's like twenty five years old or something. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but they do it anyway.
2: Yeah, they do, and it's a bit because I always just assumed that she because uh, that she had got up the duff before that episode and was being a bit of a sod and didn't tell Worf about the child until she needed to palm him off.
3: It's possible. Yeah. Um I'll just go back to to, to uh, the episode we're doing for a second just a couple of funny things. Mm-hmm. Well, just just one funny thing. Worf goes to the transporter room. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't I don't know if it's O'Brien in there or not. I can't remember, but whoever it is says uh, to, to to beam aboard. Mhm. And Worf just sort of turns to them and goes, Two? You know, so you kind of know where the story's going from that point already. Yeah, And and it takes, you know, he, like, suspects it straight away, what the deal is, but it takes a little while for her to actually say it to him.
2: Yeah, because he doesn't want to actually uh, confront the situation.
3: No, well, he's Worf, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he's a Worf. Let's face it, he's... He uh, can do the aggressive Klingon bit but he's a bit of a pussy when it comes to
3: <laughs> He's he's a pussy a lot of the time really isn't he Worf <laughs> Yeah
2: <laughs> Oh dear. I have you ever seen the uh, video compilation of the times that Worf gets shut down
3: No <laughs> no I don't think I have
2: I I have to find it on YouTube and send you a link it's like about 20 odd minutes of people telling Worf to, <laughs> like shut that up, then Wolf. Yeah <laughs> Yeah, or Worf coming out with an extremely long proposal and then someone's just going, no. Yeah. (laughs) I'll find it. I'll find it. Yeah, yeah,
3: send me that. There's another funny bit what comes uh, straight after that. Um, When they're I think they're alone. Alexander's not with them, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Um, um, What's her name? Kalar is, I think she's on one of the turbo lifts or something with Worf. Yeah. And she just says... uh, not even a bite on the cheek <laughs> <laughs> just more teasing of him yes
2: because that's the thing kayla uh obviously being half human she's much more uh she she she, she even though she um I, you get the impression that she appreciates where she's come from she does not like the klingon way uh, yeah i think
3: she's a good character it's, it's a shame what happens to her happens to her. I don't want to... It's not really a spoiler, is it? But
2: no, not 25, 30 years later, no.
3: But it sort of is, in, in a way, in this review. Because it happens in this In this, this review, episode. maybe, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say it, then, for that reason.
2: Um, well, I'm thinking that... Uh, yeah, no, it does make her a really interesting character. Because she's almost like the... Uh, alpha version or, or like the beta version of Balana Torres
3: yeah that's right yeah
2: and uh, so you, you could share similarities because B'Elanna always hated
3: um her clean on side yeah exactly well, they do they do a few things with that over the seven seasons of Voyager don't they but yeah, Kayla sort of she embraces both sides in a way, doesn't she, to an extent. But you know, when Worf is constantly spouting Klingon stuff to yeah. her, you know, she will she She's will put like, it to him. Give,
2: don't give me that Klingon rubbish.
3: Yeah, I'm half human. Your parents or your step parents, whatever you want to call them, were human, you know. Yeah. And you're working on a human ship as well, you know, with like ninety-five percent humans. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I'll, I'll I'll skip to the uh, the other tiny bit of the story here. Mm-hmm. Um, Picard has to go aboard the Klingon ship. She she basically tells him Kalar tells him to go aboard the the ship where he meets uh, Kempek. I think that's how you pronounce it.
2: Yes, it was. Yeah, uh,
3: and he's the what, what do you call it? The, the head chancellor. of the Klingon. The chancellor is it? Is it the chancellor? We had this conversation the other chancellor. day, didn't we? Um. Yeah, he's the current Chancellor, and he tells Picard that um, he has been poisoned over many, many months mm-hmm. uh, through his blood wine or something like that, um, and basically he's asking Picard, it's your job to sort out who's the new Chancellor going to be out of these two contenders, and also, at the same time, find out which one of them has murdered me.
2: Yeah, because he's like, it's definitely one of these two guys, even though they there are... Top candidates for going for the job.
3: Yeah, so in other words, whichever one murdered me, you know, give the other one the job.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: So those two contenders are Gowron, our buddy, yeah. and and Duras.
2: Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's a good introduction to both of them because mm-hmm. um, Duras. Um it, for, for me, just came across as a bit of a knob.
3: Well, again, I, do, I don't know if we should have done other episodes before this, because Duras has been in it before he was partly, or he was mm-hmm. to blame for, for Worf's dishonour, his public dishonour or whatever.
2: Yes, he was. It was basically Worf uh, taking the fall to try and ensure the... Um, the, the honor of the council wasn't it
3: yeah and he wanted to protect his brother as well mm. he wanted to separate himself from his brother so it was just him that got dishonored
2: yeah but it was the was it just him or was it the entire moog family at that point or did the the house of moog only get dishonored um, that's
3: nine I wish we'd gone back and done uh... That previous episode or those previous episodes yeah, related it, to this story, but um,
1: yeah, well, somehow
3: it's... Worf was dishonoured, but his brother uh, Tony Todd—I forget his name, character's name—he wasn't for some reason. Mm-hmm. He somehow didn't get get lumped in with it. No, um,
2: and yeah, well, that's the thing. When later on in the show, when Picard brings Worf in. It's an interesting scene, but we'll get there later. Um, and so, it sees our first introductions: Crazy Eyes Galron.
3: Yeah, uh, Kempec tells um, Picard he needs to... Well, they say this all the bloody time, don't they? He needs to pre- prevent Klingon civil war because of mm-hmm. these two guys. Um, he he doesn't trust anyone, Kempec.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: where are we? And he trusts Picard to be able to
2: actually um, negotiate the things because Picard at first is um, reluctant to um, uh, take on board the uh, responsibility of mediating yeah. uh, for who gets to be the new Chancellor. But Kempek makes a good point that this isn't a question of um, the Klingons not liking a human being involved. You are a... Uh, like a renowned mediator within the quadrant mm-hmm. uh, people respect you and they respect the job that you do this is what you do so do it
3: and plus not only that i'm about to die in about 5 minutes so <laughs>
1: and
2: and not only that i've already sent a message to the council telling them that you're doing it
3: yeah yeah he does <laughs> say that yeah i've written my notes here and, and i think you'd agree with this everything we've covered so far that's 10 minutes into the episode and it I've is. just ri- I've just written down ten minutes. Awesome. Yeah, like no, you're ten th- minutes into the episode, and and it, it's a good story. It's a great story.
2: It is, and um, it what I it, it just keeps you gripped at all uh, all the time. Uh, this episode there isn't any real uh, downtime. There's no breathing time. The only breathing no. time that you do get is uh, between Kayla, Alexander, and Wharf, uh, because like we get to see Alexander. Um, like a couple of times interacting with Worf and there's, interacting there's so many
3: with the school. Ups and downs with them. Like I, I've I've got written down um, Worf and Alexander talking, and Worf made me laugh again. He is quote quote that I've got written down. He says, "A warrior does not ask so many questions." The yeah. poor little Alexander is <laughs> just asking, like, "Why is this happening? Why are you saying that?"
2: He's doing the usual kid thing of why, why, yeah.
3: why. All his questions were fairly valid though. I've not written them down, but you know, yeah. Wharf's just being Worf. Shut up. Yes. Yeah. We Klingons.
2: You do as I say.
3: Yeah. So, um, uh we've got the uh the 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 initial ceremony next, which is where we literally see Gowron first and I've written down with lots of exclamation marks, crazy eyes. Because yep. he really is doing the crazy eyes full on. Which I think is what he was talking about when we saw him the other week. and yeah. Frakes was telling him to do that and he is doing it full on. hmm um, Oh,
2: yeah. Proper full on bug eyes going on.
3: Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest he's ever done. and um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't get very far, the ceremony, before there's an explosion.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, well that's the thing um, it was uh, interesting because they were going through the ceremony um, the, the Sanchi ceremony and they were uh, performing it and then suddenly there's an explosion and mm-hmm. it seems to come from the back left of uh, I assume it, it, no, it wouldn't have been the bridge it would have been whatever quarters on uh, the Klingon ship and at that point Obviously, then, uh, it made one of Kem- uh, one of Jurassic's guys die and one of Galron's guys die.
3: Yeah, I was kind of confused about that. I know, I know they said two. Two mm-hmm. Klingons had died at first, but it wasn't until later, I think, that they actually say that it's one of each.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so either way, uh, two guys died. And then... Later on, uh, obviously, the Enterprise uh, looks into the situation, as they always do. Yeah. Um. And Worf finds that uh, the triggering device uh, was actually Romulan-made. That's right. And we had already seen in previous episodes how deceptive the Jurass family were, and that they had ties with the Romulans. Mm. So, already, you've got a good idea of who's going to be uh, behind the actual uh, events. Though, uh, when, when they're questioning uh, the guys later, when they're questioning Gowron and Jurass later, I find it so interesting, because, uh, obviously, they introduce Wharf. they both lose their shit that Wharf's there.
3: Yeah.
2: At which point Picard says, look.
3: try and get this scumbag out of here or whatever. Yeah,
2: exactly. And Picard pretty much says, like, no, screw you not. He's my chief of security. That, this yeah, is his he's job. he's Starfleet. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you think of him. He is my guy. Yeah. And you've got to respect that.
3: Yeah. And he's right, and- right, right to do that in that situation.
2: And I think also uh, Picard wanted to antagonize them both as well to see how they would react.
3: Yeah, he's testing them. He's also wanting to stretch it out. So he meets with uh, Kalar and um, asks, how can I stretch this out? And he basically works out that if we do it the old way, mm-hmm. uh, if we do uh, yes, the old tradition,
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So he knows that that's going to stretch it out, uh, but they, but those two guys can't argue with it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, be- before they get to that, though, there's also another scene where Galron is in the same room with Kayla and he tries to bribe her basically to uh, to help him out, you know, to lean mm-hmm. towards him. But it's kind of pointless. He doesn't really need to do that because everything's going in his favor anyway.
2: It is, but also, I think at that point, they're just trying to... Because even though you don't trust um, Jurass, at this point, Gowron just seems that little bit unhinged that even though you know the outcome, um, you still think, could it
3: be Gowron? Well, yeah, I I don't know if I said this to you on the pod the other day. I think I did, but I think the first time I ever saw this episode, like, Gauron does look that crazy but mm-hmm. you wonder is this smart writing as it and is it going to turn out that Gowron is actually setting up uh jurass mhm but um but you know Worf throughout the episode just keeps saying it's jurass it's jurass it's jurass and you know obviously mm-hmm. it is you know when you watch it back you can see it is but at the time you know well I still do it today I always question is this smart long term writing you know is it uh, are they trying to mhm you know, get Gowron to set the guy up, but you know that wa- that wasn't the case. But Gowron no. just likes to—he likes to be safe, doesn't he? Like, mm-hmm. even though he can be honourable, like if he's got to do it the dodgy way, he'll he'll do it that way too. Yeah, but Kalar's not interested any anyway in anything he's got to offer.
2: Not at all, because that's the thing when Picard initially like so by the time announced that he was going with the old rules like kalyle was the one even though Gowron was surprised that uh, Picard had gone with uh using the old tradition kalyla was the one that was most frustrated because he wanted over it over and done with as quickly as mm-hmm. possible which is probably half to do with no thorough investigation into the deaths and whatnot
1: mm-hmm
3: So, uh, so uh, another little part of the B story, I guess. Well, mm-hmm. so, it's, you know, th- there is no real B story with this, but uh, mm-hmm. Kayla asks Picard and he doesn't help. So she digs through uh, the Enterprise's records to find out the truth about Jurass and Worf and how Worf was actually dishonoured and mm-hmm. what the story is with that. So she, she pretty much finds that out.
2: Yeah, because Worf doesn't want to discuss it with her.
3: Worf, yeah, and Picard uh, refuses to as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, so she takes it upon herself to uh, find out by uh, pretty much going into the day spaces she first of all re- uh, listens through the um, logs on the starship though she doesn't have access to personal logs. so she listens through all of the official logs and then gets access to the council's logs uh, yeah that's right on the event as well. Because obviously her being the ambassador, she has certain privileges uh, with regards uh, to that. Um, At which point she does uh, figure out what Worf had done to cover it up. Because then at that point, um, Jurassic gets information from uh, the homeworld that uh, Kayla had been uh, tapping into the uh, information network and getting access to uh, the log so he had uh, he knew that she was on to him
3: yeah that's right uh, so then minutes after that it literally cuts to Worf and Alexander walking in on Kayla half dead mm-hmm. uh, on the ground and um, what did she say to him
2: it was Jurass.
3: yeah yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I'm sure she says something like about Alexander, look after him, but I can't remember what she says yeah. now. Yeah, she does tell him to uh, look after
2: Alexander, and uh, look, oh, I can't remember word for word what was said.
3: And Warf, um, you know, tells Alexander, you know, like he's been doing all the episodes, like, oh, look at this, this is death. You've got to take this in. You can't turn away. Uh, to be fair to the little guy, he doesn't cry or anything. No. He, he does take it in, um, but then Worf leaves Alexander with Crusher, I think, with Dr. Crusher. He just mm-hmm. runs off, and then it kicks off, and he uh, grabs his Batleth, chucks his badge in his bedroom, in his quarters or whatever, uh, yep. goes and kicks Giraffe's ass. And, and stabs
2: a Batleth straight through his chest. Yeah, no just problem. After- Doesn't
3: hesitate at all
2: yeah because uh Worf had beamed onto the ship and um, declared that he wanted vengeance uh, at which point uh they weren't going to allow him to fight Jurass. but then when the guy uh, when Jurass's men um uh, when Worf tells them that he was uh, the mate of Kayla
3: yeah that's right
2: that is when they're like oh shit's just got real yeah <laughs> they allow I can never remember the name of it, but basically the bite, uh, the battle for vengeance, fight. So (laughs) that's it. So that's when they kick off, and as we said, as you said, then buries the Batlef into his chest. Yeah. Um. Just, uh, just as Riker, uh, Riker and Data had burst in, and Riker was telling Worf to stop, Worf did not stop. There was no, no he, stopping more. he
3: acted like he, they weren't even there at all, didn't he?
2: Yeah, and I can't blame him.
3: No, can't no, I can't him. blame him at all. And, you know, he uh, just after this, Picard reprimands him, tells him off. But Worf, you know, says to him, like the Klingon way, he says, that's okay, what I did, you know, I've, I've not technically done anything wrong there.
2: Yeah, which Picard then firmly says, yes, you may not have done anything wrong with the Klingon way, but you are on yeah. A Starfleet ship and you are expected to behave as a Starfleet officer
3: yeah so um, he also does say which uh, you know will continue in further episodes you know you need to get the truth out about all this stuff mm-hmm. with you being dishonoured you, you need to go to the Klingon council and, and sort this out in the future which Worf says not now but soon or something like that
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah no, definitely. And that pretty much rounds up the episode, other than, Um another scene with Alexander and Worf.
3: Yeah, where Worf literally says the Darth Vader line I am your father. Yeah, he actually says that. Yeah, and that's pretty much it, as you say. Yeah.
1: Da-da-da. <laughs> da-da-da-da,
3: da-da-da-da. <laughs> so, yep.
2: yeah, no, so all in all.
3: It's jam packed. It's a jam packed episode. It's got it's got everything in there.
2: They get a lot into the episode. There isn't a dull moment. It goes from strength to strength. Yeah. Throughout. And to be honest, it's uh it is what it is one of the strongest episodes. It's it's up there. I would say. I would say it's definitely up there in the ten percent the top ten percent episodes I reckon. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, yeah it's fair. It does a lot of character building. Introduces Gowron. Uh, yeah. Builds more on the mythos and like honor and everything of the Klingons. Yeah. Um. Introduces Alexander. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. It ticks all the boxes for me personally.
3: Yeah. Same, mate. Yeah. Very impressed with this episode. I, I was very happily surprised to go back and watch this and go, "Wow, that was great." Uh, You know, I was saying that 10 minutes in, so, you know, 45 minutes, brilliant.
2: It it definitely was one of them episodes where you can recognise early on that it's going to be a good episode. Yes. So, definitely. If you haven't watched this, you've done yourself a disservice and you need to... Uh, Go back and watch this episode if for some reason it's slipping your mind
3: and what I keep saying all the time There's so much Trek out there, that it's so easy to forget like how good certain episodes were and when you go back and revisit them It's it's a pleasant reminder. How great Star Trek can be Mm mm-hmm
2: Yeah, exactly a good reminder of exactly why we do love this franchise. Yeah definitely so let us know what your favourite parts of this episode were in the comments below uh, or you can email us at trekmate1701 uh, at gmail.com tweet us at trekmate1701 or head on over to our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash one. and remember as well as commenting if you could give us a like favourite and subscribe to the channel it is most most appreciated definitely so
3: Thanks for watching, guys. I've been Wayne Emery. I've been Jude Hawkins, and this has been a Trekmate review. Hello, and welcome to another Trekmate review. This week we're going to be reviewing uh, another Enterprise episode. This week uh, we're doing E Squared. It's season 3, episode 21, and was first aired 5th of May 2004. I'm Jude Hawkins, and I'm here with my buddy Wayne Emery, as always.
2: Hello, good sir. Hello, mate. This is one that I uh, that I suggested for us.
3: Yeah, I couldn't. I hadn't remembered it when you first suggested it. You had to remind me what it was. Yeah, and I I
2: just remembered it, uh, wanting to revisit it because I remembered enjoying it when it was
3: first on. It, it's an old one. I did, I did enjoy it, but it's kind of strange because what got me about it is it's part of a story arc, of the main story arc in uh, Season 3 and 4 with Enterprise, mm-hmm. with the Zindi and the you know, the attack of Earth and everything. But it is a bit of a sort of lone episode as well. That's the thing. It is
2: a... It, you could class it as a stereotypical, episodic episode yeah. of Star Trek because if you skip this episode, you would not have known that anything happened.
3: Yeah, you could do easily, yeah, and you'd be fine. Yeah,
2: you would have been absolutely fine with it, but as you said, it is also right smack bang, well, not even in the middle, it's coming right at the end of the Zindi story arc,
3: because it's
2: uh, right to, uh, I think it's only, what, four episodes before the end of the season? So.
3: Of season three, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So watching this episode on its own unless you are familiar with the actual ongoing story arc I can understand why somebody might get confused
3: Th- about... there's only a few bits there to get lost with with what's going on regarding the arc but um but you you can still enjoy it as a standalone yeah to an extent yeah. Yeah, I
2: think I think that you can. I think that you can because uh, that's uh, that's the thing. It's it's not as if the it, you only have a couple of scenes that involve the Zindi heavily.
3: I mean, you know, I I don't think it's worth us to be honest, because we'll be here all night um, going into the story arc of the Zindi. If if people don't know it, we can talk about that more in a more Zindi heavy episode, can't we? When we yeah. review that. But all uh, is really worth bringing up is uh, is to Paul, and and her dealing with her emotions and stuff, which she doesn't do well in Enterprise uh, at this time, uh, especially after sleeping with Trip.
2: Yeah, she's really uh struggling with suppressing her she emotions.
3: Take, she takes some drugs or something, doesn't she? She's uh, prescribed something by Flocks to to try and block it out, but like it's it's not doing her any favors. She's well, we'll talk about that in a bit. You know, she's got yeah. to realise that she, she can't block that stuff out. She's got to deal with it herself. And the only other thing worth mentioning is um, the Enterprise is going to meet with the, the humanoid sort of Zindi members. Yes. that That's um, that's where they want to be. So uh,
2: basically but- trying to uh, like, uh, com- uh, convince their...
3: Uh, government or leaders that... Just, just to listen to Archer, isn't it, at that point? Just to just to give him an audience?
2: Yeah, just, just to basically try and convince them that um, they're being played by the um...
3: The naughty Zindies.
2: It, no, it wasn't the, uh, the Zindies. Uh, weren't they being influenced by was it the Suluban?
3: Oh, you're, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been been there since season one, so yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah. But we, we don't see any of that in this episode. No.
2: No, exactly. You don't see any of that going on in this episode. Um, Starts very much where they are going to be uh, taking a shortcut uh, to get through to uh, meeting up with their allies in the Zindi. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a wormhole, isn't it? Um, I assume it's a wormhole. I, I, I,
3: I don't know if you can call it a wormhole. Is it a, a spatial rift? Something like that, because cause they're going through time and space, aren't they? So I, I mm-hmm. don't know what you call it. Well, no... Um. Mm, yeah. No, uh, mm. they, they just they just know that they're going to be taking a shortcut Uh, through some... They, they call it the expanse or something, don't they? It's all... Uncharted. The whole time they're in there, they don't know what they're doing. Everything's supposed to be a mega mystery, more so than usual. In mm-hmm. fact. Um, but yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think the episode actually starts out with the alternate Enterprise.
2: Yes, it does. It starts out with the Enterprise being helmed
3: by... Well, it's, a... it's not alternate as such, is it? It's the Enterprise from another... From what another is time. Well, I've got it, it written down. It's 217 years later. 117. Are you sure? I've got 217 down.
2: No, I'm positive it is 117. Okay. I'll take your word for it. That's what Memory Alpha says.
3: Oh, I'll tell you what else Memory Alpha says. And I don't know if they're having me on with this one. Mm-hmm. A character, a character who gets uh, revealed. Well, I'll, I'll say it now because he's in the first scene. Who Lorian? Uh, Lorian. Yeah, he he is. He turns out to be the son of uh, T'Pol and Trip. Mm-hmm. Apparently, his outfit in this episode is Jake Cisco's vest from season seven of DS Nine. I so, could probably believe that. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we've got to really, haven't we?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, we we do have to. So yeah, no. You, the Enterprise has been um, captained by a half Vulcan, who at that point we don't actually know um, who they
3: are, uh, but they're not at first. No. Um, I have just got to say, we've already done the reveal now. Like I, I like the actor choice. I haven't seen him in anything else. No, I haven't. But he does have a, a look about him where he does sort of look like similar to mm-hmm. to Trip. And, uh, well, I don't know. I'll talk about it more later. I don't want to spoil too much now at the beginning mm-hmm. deep, and back to front. But, yeah, good act choice.
2: Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. And uh, to be honest, I, um, I liked the way that they explained very simply what had happened to um, throw the Enterprise back just by having a brief... Flashback, uh, scene with everything, uh, black and white ish. Yeah. Um, just to see, like, show how they got thrown, a hundred and seventeen years into the past. Yeah. And uh, because it was given over, like, uh, with the voiceover from Lorian explaining that it soon became apparent to the crew that they had to turn enterprise into a generational ship because they weren't able to um go back home otherwise anything that they do could pollute the timeline yeah and as such absolutely screw things up but
3: their but, but the just... one the one thing they didn't mind changing was preventing everything this indie were gonna do to earth Basically, yes. that that became their their mission mm-hmm Everybody's lifelong, passed down mission.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. Became that they had to try and stop. That's
3: it. They they wanted to stop the initial probe or something that the Zindi sent down, but somehow they failed. They they didn't manage to get to where they needed to be.
2: He said, uh, "I think they explained that, that um, the whole thing was that they were still just one ship." Even though they knew when and where everything was going to happen. Mm. There was just one ship. and it, But also it explained um, in an earlier episode when Arch was getting questioned about how many Federation ships there were.
3: Yeah, that's right, yeah.
2: Because they had obviously bumped into the...
3: They'd, they'd uh, been picked up at some point on the radar or whatever.
2: Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, no, it's nice. I I appreciate when things have a little bit of uh continuity within the stuff that's been going on within the season.
3: Yeah, yeah, me too. Good good writing. Mm-hmm. Um where are we? Oh, I've got all sorts of notes here, but they don't really matter. No at, at first when they first encounter um the other enterprise, they think it's Columbia. Mhm. Um, because that's the only other ship, which is NX yeah. class at that time. Um, we've we've got stuff going on on the normal Enterprise, which which plays into the story with the new one with uh, Trip trying to help to Paul and stuff with with her emotions and stuff, but she doesn't want to be helped.
2: Well, that's the same, because I'm. I'm only going by what my memory serves um, at this point, but I'm pretty sure that because she had been away from other Vulcans for so long, that, she, uh, that is why she was struggling with uh,
3: controlling her emotions. Yeah, that was part of it, yeah. Cause she, is, she's, so, she's so used to having people tell her what to do and tell her what to think, but she's always kind of happy with that as a Vulcan. Yeah.
2: No, exactly. And also, I'm sure that they do some special Vulcan meditating or mind melds or something else to mm-hmm. keep on. Well, no, I don't think they would have done mind melts at that point because I'm pretty sure it was they outlawed or something. For, yeah. yeah. She sort quite of helped
3: while. it become more acceptable. Mm hmm. Yeah. So. But again, um, that's something for another episode. Yeah. No, exactly. So, but. um. Well, yeah, yeah, they meet up. uh, The two ships meet up. Um, Archer immediately gets introduced to a a woman, Alien, who's also called Archer, but he doesn't know Mm -hmm. the deal at that point. Um,
2: Yeah, because I thought that was a nice touch that um, Archer didn't actually um, get with somebody from the crew. He got with somebody that he had rescued and it yeah. was an absolute unknown species yeah so i think i think that's good uh, that that was enjoyable it was interesting to see all of the uh, different pairings going on the- I,
3: I, I did find that quite amusing those sort of storylines the fact that like flocks had like 20 kids or something of
2: course he did
3: <laughs> yeah it's flocks and yeah. then uh, and then reed uh Malcolm he doesn't get doesn't get with anyone so upon hearing that he's a bit depressed about it even though it's not happened yet and it's not going to happen so there's it's not really worth getting annoyed about
2: no and but also um it was <laughs> it was good to see him uh pick himself up and dust himself off like as soon as um uh, he had the chance of inviting a, a lady over to eat with him
3: yeah, well, it's not my granddaughter, it's not my great-granddaughter. It's trips or someone else's.
2: Yeah. So, and also at this point we uh, was also uh we had the meeting between Tupole and uh, well, old Tupole and yeah.
3: Archer. Yeah, which is cool.
2: And I think it was nice to see because um Topol by that point obviously had much more embraced her feelings, and was like not afraid of showing that she was happy to see.
3: Yeah, you know. I, I, I think one of the first things Archer says is like, you know, I, I can see you've been round humans for too long or something like as a mm-hmm. sort of joke, but you know, in in a positive way. Uh, and I just wonder if
2: I just wonder if by that point she's actually got used to the smell by now.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I presume so. Well, she's probably wearing adult diapers as well. 130 years old, or whatever she is.
2: <laughs> she's got incontinence pads. Yeah.
3: Well, she's the, she's the oldest looking Vulcan I've seen on yeah. any of the shows, I think. I don't know if she is technically the oldest. I I, I wouldn't know that. Someone will know that. But... But yeah, they make her look pretty old with all the the makeup and stuff.
2: Yeah, they do. Well, you got to think uh, by that point she had been um, they'd been trapped away for one hundred and seventeen years, and when she were uh, when at that point she was. You mean tw- you're tw- looking SM. for her age?
3: Before yeah, that. I'm just
2: trying to think. Uh, she was born in 2088.
3: Th- she... th- that's a running joke in the show, though, isn't it? Like, Trip and Archer are always trying to find out how old she is, and she never wants to tell. Mm-hmm.
2: 2153. Okay, so she's... and uh, Well, they'd obviously been there for 117 years. Mm. She was born in 2088. And she... uh, I think this episode happened in about 21.53. So by that point, she's already 65. Yeah. 65. So she would be about
3: 170, 80-odd. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense then with the the look that they give her. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is... I guess that is it, isn't it? That the lifespan for a Vulcan is about two hundred years, um,
1: roughly. Yeah,
2: it's it's around there because you got to think uh, Spock was still going strong come um, Nemesis timeline, mm-hmm. uh, like because obviously a few years after that he went back to the Kelvin timeline, so and that was a good. Hundred probably hundred hundred and fifty years. But then again, Bones wasn't that far TRS. behind him,
3: and he was a human. Yeah, it's only seven years before that he was pottering around on
2: on the D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's the thing. He's uh, humans. Obviously, have improved their lifespan. Yeah, considerably. Healthcare or whatever. <laughs> That's it. Federation healthcare is obviously yeah a lot better than nowadays. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I I enjoyed seeing the interaction
3: between Archer and Uh T'Pol. But Another interaction, what's what I thought was fun, well, not fun, nice would be a better word, is Trip and uh, Lorien.
2: Yeah. Where yeah, I at. thought
3: it was where they sort of they're trying to do work together, aren't they? They're trying to repair stuff and sort stuff out, but they're, mm-hmm. they're chatting about their relationships at the same time. And we fa- find out that Trip died when Lorian was like 14, which to us would be a lot younger than 14, wouldn't it? Like mm-hmm. in, a, in a Vulcan's life. So yeah. he, um, but yeah, everything that Lorian's doing is, is, you know, he says he's learned it from Trip's videos or video logs or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Trip keeps asking about uh, to Paul. You know, how did this happen? How did that happen? It's 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 a nice little scene.
2: Yeah, it 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 is, and um, it is like uh, quite touching because um, I think Trip even turns around and says, no, "I'm sorry," like I'm sorry, your old man weren't around enough for you. Yeah, that's thing. It's it is it is quite a touching scene though to be honest i think even when i first saw this episode um after watching enough time uh, like episodes involving time mm. especially like the ds9 episode where they were stranded on the planet and they couldn't leave yeah i'm um, trying to remember the name of the episode it fails me um I was expecting the young Enterprise crew to double-cross the OG uh, OG Enterprise crew from the get-go. Yeah. Because my initial thinking was... It's
3: too calm, isn't it? It was too calm an episode at that point. Too nice.
2: Yeah. Too nice, but also... um, if, if, If anything dictates, it'll be a question of uh, you in yourself uh, create a paradox that if you successfully get Archer through the uh, spa- uh, spatial anomaly, uh, then the Enterprise isn't sent back in the past. So it's weird, isn't it? That then you don't have a ship that then helps you. Then you do get sent back in the past, and then I think
3: I think me and you learned not to question this stuff once we became. Massive Back to the Future fans in the mid eighties. Well, the <laughs> you, thing is, you just you just can't question it because you'll be there all day long, won't you? The the thing is, the way that I see it
2: is this is more fundamental proof from uh, which backs up the Kelvin timeline mm. that there is no prime universe because
3: yeah, yeah,
2: I, I think that's fair. Because obviously, this, uh these, uh, the generational ship that arrives by them helping Archer to successfully go through the uh, through the wormhole, spatial rift, whatever you want to call it, yeah, um, means that then they, they no exist. longer exist within that timeline. Yeah. So it's created another alternate universe. Yeah, you're right. So I I wouldn't think that that ship is then vanished out of existence. It now only exists within that.
3: Yeah, universe. I mean, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm talking about Back to the Future, but yeah, the idea of it suddenly disappearing, like or things disappearing, is just silly. But um, but yeah, what you said, I I think they still exist there,
2: but within an alternate universe.
3: But they've 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 just made it their you know every single person on that ship has made it especially uh, Lorian has made it their life's mission to succeed in uh, not letting this indie win you know at any cost and that's basically what unfolds for the rest of the episode isn't it is them seemingly being a bit naughty being a bit bad but they're still yeah. trying to do it for the right reasons yeah exactly
2: but also it's a question of um, I think. With Lorian, he would have probably been one of the most convicted people, Stuart, because he would have been the only person from the first generation of children.
3: Yeah, he's going to be... Born. He, apart from T'Pol herself, he's got to be the oldest person on the ship, surely.
2: Yeah, because they would have already gone through... If it's 117 years been out there, you've mm. got to think that's probably at least three to four generations. Well, yeah, if... um. If
3: Tripp died when he was 14. If you say
2: everybody, if you say everybody, say if people weren't getting up the duff when they were teenagers, (laughs) but they were waiting until they were 30. Yeah. Then you still got three, six, nine, 120. So yeah, that's like four generations.
3: Yeah, well, I I struggle to remember what uh, the girl is, uh, the woman who's, archer's relation is i i it's either great i think granddaughter it was like great, or great, great great granddaughter. yeah it's one of the two yeah i think it may have been great great granddaughter to be honest
2: yeah i think so and to be honest without a leading force like uh lorian there um oh uh, surely at some point the 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 current generation they would have gone who the fuck is archer <laughs> Yeah, like, we don't know this fucking earth. We, yeah. Why are we so invested? Yeah. Like, especially if we're going to potentially be stopping our own existence. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, you, over 117 years, you must have at least had a debate on whether you are going to cease to exist or not by helping them.
3: Do you know what? I, I haven't, I, I do some notes when we do these YouTube ones, but I've I've not done as many notes as usual. Did I imagine that uh, Lorian says something to to Paul like, you know, when she's not seeming as enthusiastic as him about getting stuff done, he Mm -hmm. says, would you feel the same way if uh, the Zindi were attacking Vulcan? Mm -hmm. Did I imagine that? No, I think he did say that. Something like that, because obviously, you know, he's half human and I guess he, for whatever reason thinks it's more his mission now than it is hers. Wow. I didn't write anything yeah. down regarding that. I'm not sure that's a thing.
2: Yeah, but to be honest, I think with T'Pol, it would have been even wanting to see it through just to not only to help the humans, but more to honour her like fallen uh, yeah colleagues, her compadres to on a trip so yeah.
3: she has the opportunity to to meet trip as well doesn't she archer says i'll order him across but she she says no mm-hmm. it, it would be i think she said something like it'd be weird or, or something like that yeah so she's still thinking of him you know because she, cause she could have been selfish there and said yeah i really want to see him but like to him it would be odd especially when normal to pulls over there
2: yeah, exactly, and especially whilst normal to Paul's being so hit and miss about everything. Yeah. And she's like, no,
3: we do sort it out. Oh, that's another thing I've not written down. They do speak to each other, don't they? Yeah. To the Paul's.
2: Yeah. yeah, they do. They do. because, But when she's speaking to Tripp, she's like, be patient with her. Yeah. <laughs> like, be patient. Like She'll come round. But I suppose whilst you're here, and I've got a virile young man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Take my nappy off. <laughs> Time to get down to business. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm
2: pretty sure I remember that uh, sound. Yeah.
3: <laughs> On Enterprise Nights. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> so. Yeah, no, and then. Um, this is what
3: happens when I don't write notes. <laughs> it's how I remember it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't see anything. Um, <laughs> that's how my memory goes. Yeah. Yeah, no, and so, yeah, as you said, she does get to speak to, uh, to Paul as well. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, obviously, they do uh, manage to successfully get. Uh, Archer and his crew through the said wormhole spatial rift to continue out their mission whilst being attacked by uh, Zindi ships. Yeah. Uh, in the expanse. And uh, we never find out their,
3: their fate, as it were. Whether- no, we never hear from them again. I, I don't know if that might have been a plan if, uh, if Enterprise yeah. had gone a few more seasons. It would have been good to see that.
2: Well, no, I I firmly believe that we would never have seen them again because of the whole um, different timelines, uh, mm-hmm. different uh, different alternate universes uh,
3: shenanigans. Yeah, so, yeah, it's possible, but you know y- you can't say more than you never know. Can no, you really? you, 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 don't you never
2: know. know. No, no, you never do. So, um, so how did you find this episode? Because obviously, being in, out of context slightly in the sense of we're not yeah. going through a rewatch,
3: it, it's it's a mixed bag. It it really is an odd one, um, due to what I said right at the beginning of this. It's it could be seen as a standalone episode, and it can play a very little part in a much larger story. It's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think. You know, you've not really said anything to me about it, but I don't think I rank it as, as high as you do. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find it hard to, to, to moan about many Enterprise episodes. I, I, I kind of think uh, when I watch Enterprise in general that they learned so many things from, from the other shows. Yeah. And, you know, uh, improved on it with this series. Uh, I, I can't even think. I'm sure there probably is something out there, but I can't think of a particularly bad Enterprise episode right now. Off the top of my head, I
2: can't think of one that I... Whenever I think of bad episodes, I normally will go to early TNG or Voyager or Season 3 of TOS.
3: Yeah, yeah, I (laughs) think that's
2: fair. Yeah, I, I don't think I even really go to Deep Space Nine either even that doesn't mean I think it's infallible but those just aren't my instant go-tos and I I class enterprise as well that maybe after another rewatch I'll be able to name you a few more
3: yeah yeah i mean with all the series i intend to rewatch everything um, but there's just so much and now we're just you know partly because we're doing this me and you are watching them all over the place bits and bobs but mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah seems we don't do actual ratings or anything you know i'd just say that yes yeah, it's, it's all right this episode it's okay i put
2: i put i think as you said i um, i do uh, i do really enjoy this episode yeah i i i enjoy seeing the um, I enjoy seeing the dynamics of what could have been with I always find generational ships an interesting concept as probably our most realistic way of in reality getting to another solar system
3: mm-hmm.
2: is with a generational ship Ooh. because we just don't have the technological capabilities to get there any faster no so i f- i find generational ships a interesting concept um yeah. and i uh, i just hold very fond memories of this episode and i i but once again i do I, I we always recommend that people go and watch the episode and formulate their own opinions oh definitely yeah so but please do um if you if you don't agree let us know and tell us why uh, you dislike this episode other yeah. than it being a Voyager episode, because I know some people will use that straight away. Voyager, <laughs> you mean Enterprise? Uh, Enterprise. I mean, yeah. other than it, no, because people do love to
3: rag on. They Enterprise. Do. Yeah, we spoke about that the other week, didn't we? There's too many people who don't give this show a chance. No,
2: no, and if you haven't gave this show a chance, then no, you should. Well, you're yeah, you're, lis- should.
3: You're, you're listening or watching this video, so you know you've got that far. Go and watch the actual thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, no, well,
2: um, let us know what you think in the comments below. Uh, remember to give us a like, favourite, and subscribe uh, to our channel. um Let us know what you think by emailing us trekmate1701 at gmail.com or head on over to Twitter at trekmate1701 or message us on or leave a comment on Facebook uh, at facebook.com forward slash trek.mate.one
1: As Ooh. always
2: we appreciate you joining us for another TrekMate review on YouTube Yeah, thanks very much. I've been Wayne Emery and I've been Jude Hawkins and that was a TrekMate review Your efforts to break the encryption codes will not be successful nor will your attempts to assimilate me into your collective. Brave words, I've heard them before, from
1: thousands of species
3: across thousands of worlds. Since long before you were created, let's go! Uh Enterprise destroys the cube. The Borg, they're blown up all. Ain't no sound but the sound of space, and from the cube there comes a ball. Can you hit it? Can you hit the ship?
0: Can your scanners do the trick? Out of time the distortion takes As back in history they slip Yeah Another one becomes us Another one becomes us And another one droned Another one droned Another one becomes us Hey Hey We'll assimilate you Another one becomes us
3: Check out the environmental controls while I'm gone It's getting a little warm in here how do you think the
0: temperature raised on the decks of the Enterprise? The grabbing crew members, boy it's sad, and watch to their surprise. Are you crappy? Are you terrified? How long can you resist the Queen? Out of the alcoves, the drones they slip, the cardinals what this means. Boy, look out, sounds Swedish. Another one becomes us. Another, another one becomes us. us. And another one droned, another one droned, another, another one, one becomes us. us. Hey, we'll assimilate you when Another, Another one becomes us yeah. Unless you make that warp flight tomorrow morning Before 11.15 None of it will happen hey. And you people, you're all Astronauts On some kind of Star Trek oh, he's just, he's just Get off my bridge We've lost shields and our weapons are gone. Perhaps today is a good day to die. Prepare for running speed! Another one becomes us. Another one becomes us. Another one becomes us. Hey, hey! Another one becomes us.
1: Hey, 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 hey. Such a noble creature. Quality we sometimes lack.
0: Ways to assimilate men and one quite effective. You can tempt, you can mock, you can use your probes and leave to the collective. I'm adapting, I'm adapting for you. My technology all the while. Out of the plasma, I can hear you say Resistance is futile. Another one becomes us. Another one becomes us. And another one droned, another one drone, another one becomes us. Hey, we'll assimilate you Another, Another one becomes, becomes us. us Shoot up We are the your children Yeah We will add Your Your culture will adapt To certain Us Resistance Futile You've been listening to the TrekMate Podcasts. Would you like to get a hold of us? Visit trekmate.org.uk and boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All-hands
1: battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. is a tall ship and a star. It's by.
0: I don't want excuses. I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, date 3541.9.
1: Program complete. Enter when ready.
0: I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so.